Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov slash careers. Love Talk Radio. Good evening and welcome to another episode of the Married Men Don't Talk show. Phone lines are open right now, but this show is strictly for men only. We have a few rules, and they are no profanity, no politics, no racial stuff, and this ain't Bible study. Tonight's topic is, am am I my brother's keeper or a married man? My name is Tony Hawkins. I'll be your host along with my co-hosts, Rodney and Ike. (laughs) <laughs> if you have something to say, please feel free to do so Or if you prefer to listen, that's fine as well Please find your mute button and kindly put your phone on mute. Welcome all, just came off of vacation So I'm trying to get this thing back up and up and running um, But while I was gone um, Those that don't know, I took a vacation with five families Five married couples and kids and we were having a conversation about uh, friends before marriage and friends while married, homies, you know. And a lot of times we grow up with, 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 with friends. A lot of us don't have the same homies that we had while growing up because they've either moved away, got married, and did something else, or, or they, you know, you went different directions. Um, but there's also an element of single people that aren't married, obviously, and they're still in our lives. And that's where the that's where the topic came from, you know, whether we still keep single homies and then we're juggling married life at the same time. Um, so I kind of want to talk a little bit about that. Um, so the first question that I need to ask is, is it productive to have single friends while being married, is it productive to have single friends while being married? Uh, I say yes. Okay, how's it productive? Um, it's it, it depends on the circumstance. I know with me, uh, my single friend completely endorsed my marriage and supported my marriage, and uh, my wife actually, you know, saw him as a friend and never ever minded me going out with him. Okay. Okay. And, and yeah, I don't, I don't see how you can you can um, not have single friends, you know, while you're married because the people who are married, a bunch of them are going to be single again anyway. You mean via divorce? Exactly. I don't even know if I have any single male friends. I mean, I, I might. Rodney. I might. I mean, I'm just saying. I mean, I might, but I, I just. You know, I'm just thinking about that question, and I don't even know, you know, at this point, you know, I did have some single married friends, but they, you know, all got married off. So, I mean, if I'm just thinking, like, off the top of my head, I really can't think of any one single friend. Like, all of my friends are married. You know, the relationship changes because you're not going to be hanging out till 4 in the morning with them, but that doesn't mean they're not friends. Right. I mean, you can't do everything you used to do with them, but – 
as long as your single friends, you know, uh, support your marriage, you know, and they they shouldn't be putting no pressure on you to hang out with them. Because I think if a single friend is putting pressure on you to hang out with him to sunset to sunrise, then, you know, how how can he ask you or put pressure on you to hang out and then at the same sentence talking about he supports your marriage? Right. Yeah, yeah, that's the point. Yeah, that's the point that I was getting. Oh, wait a minute. Hold on. Is that Darren? Yeah, what's up, man? Oh, other co-hosts. Let me I thought you were in my eight tonight. Other co-hosts besides I is Darren. <laughs> All right, now go ahead, Darren. No, nah, I was just saying, you know, I, I had uh, a single friend. I think it was, it was Malcolm at one time. And um, my wife couldn't stand him. And, uh, <laughs> you know, because cause Malcolm... Malcolm Malcolm liked to live. He liked to live life, you know. He 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 lived as a single man, you know. So, um, but after he and I hung out for a long time, and now my my wife and Malcolm is cool, and, and he got married to the to the woman that my wife wanted him to marry, and uh, and it just turned out to be a, a awesome a great relationship afterwards. But I didn't stop. I didn't give up my single friends just because. I mean, I had to tell you know, hey. He, he's my he's my boy, and he, it is what it is. You know, you can't tell me not to have single friends. Now, if he was a female, then I can understand your point. But you know, that's 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 a homeboy, so you gotta you gotta respect that. Hmm. But what if she did? What if she said, "Well, you know, it's either your single friends or me." Then she she already drop her drop her name out of candidate for marriage. That's just but what if she pulled that? But what if she pulled that after marriage? Well, if she pulled that after marriage, then it's, it's got to be a reason why, you know. Um, again, it depends on the gender of the friend. I can totally understand if it was a female. That's that's, that's something totally different. But it's, if it's a male, on, on male, I can understand you saying you can't stay out as late. Can you respect the fact that you are married? Don't drink as much. Don't be irresponsible. I mean, don't go to the club as much, you know. But um, as far as you're saying, completely shut them off. Nah, I can't. I, I got a response to that. I got a response to that too. Um, if I like this too, if you get like caught cheating or anything, like in the beginning, before the marriage, um, I think you know, as far as her seeing you hang out with your friends, she might think. Especially a single friend, she might think that you're trying to that you got something else on your mind or doing something. Um, that's that's my concern on that one. But if she got trust with you with you, because she's gonna be doing the same thing, she might have her single friend and want to go out every once in a while, you know, just to get out. Hmm. So that, that's just my that's my response on that. Good words. Are, are, you, are you on speaker, brother? You on speakerphone? Oh yes, I am. My fault. Oh okay. Yeah, that's much better. Yeah, sound okay. like you were yelling at us. Yeah, oh, go ahead. My fault. <laughs> my fault. Yeah. Go ahead. But that was my response on that. I mean, if you come into a relationship and you guys are on good terms, I mean, she don't know. I mean, there's no trust issue or nothing. You know, y'all both trust each other. I think every once in a while you should be able to either go to the movies or something. But you say, hey, we're going to the strip club or we're going to a you know, a, a sports bar, and like you said, stay out all night, man, she's going to have thoughts in her head. 
You know, like, what, what, what is he doing out there so late? You know. Mm-hmm. So what you're saying is it could be self-inflicting. It could be something, your actions that, you know, I mean, you could actually feed her these thoughts by your actions by not controlling it, right? Right, yeah, because I'm, I'm like this. If she, if she even feels that you're doing something, it's like saying it's okay for me to do it. You know, if you go out all the time with your friends, she, then if she stay at home, she's going to say, huh, I need to start doing that. And then that's when we're going to be like, oh, no, nah, that ain't going to work. You know, you can't be going out like that. You know, That's why I guess they say we got, like, boring lives when we get married. You know, we always stay at the house and don't do nothing. Sure. The man cave, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. that's what they say about me. That's what they say about <laughs> me. I stay in the house all the time. They say my life is boring, so... I say forget him. <laughs> Is that what you say? Just like that? Uh huh. Just like that. <laughs> Thank you. Get Thank y'all. you for using those words. <laughs> I'm trying to keep it clean for y'all. I got you. I got you. I got you. I got you. But but but, but what about so, yeah, but, but what about the single friends that you don't go out with, but they come over your married house? Want to hang out, have a beer, swim with you, shoot pool with you. You know what I mean? In your house. Yeah, I mean, if they single, I mean, that's cool. As long as it's not too often, you know, as long as they're not, you know, over, over, you know, overdoing their welcome. I don't see anything wrong with that. Okay. Okay. And the wives probably feel the same way. As long as they're not overstaying their welcome, they don't have right. no woman, you know. Now you got to okay. them out now. If you if they gonna if they over your house and, and they checking out the woman or they you know it's it's uncomfortable, then you, you can't be a you know you can't have that around you. But if you oh well, over, well if at any time you detect anything like that, right. then that right. can be addressed immediately. Right. Yeah, but these are your friends, man. I mean, you know, if, if it's a homie from way back, I mean, they got to know your wife, man. And, you know, they got to have some level of respect for her, I, I would think. I, I got some homies from way back that I would not invite for uh, a cup of water. <laughs> but they still my homeboy, you know what I mean? I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't want them in my house. I wouldn't even, I mean, I call them on the phone. I don't, if I see the number on the call ID, I get it. You know, don't even answer the phone when that number pop up. <laughs> really? Yeah, I, hey, T Hawk, I got some homies that, I mean, they ain't my home. I guess they ain't my homies no more, but I couldn't even let them know I live in Maryland. Right. Because right. <laughs> right. if Rodney ever saw them dudes at my house, man, no. Nah, nah, neighborhood ain't ready. <laughs> neighborhood ain't ready. And they still you're okay. still cool with them, but you just keep them at a distance because you don't want them around your family. You don't want them around your kids. You don't want your kids to know you got friends like that. Right. Wow. Wow. <laughs> I'm sitting here trying to think of how many single friends I have. I think I'm on the same same level as Rodney because mostly all the friends that I associate with now are married. Or bund up with somebody getting ready to get married. 
Yeah, but you got the female friend, though. Yeah, I got a couple of them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that, that, that crossed the line. That, I mean, uh, my wife won't let me do that. Why not? Because it's just, like I said, it's a different thing when it's a female involved because you you don't want your wife to feel uncomfortable. That you, I mean, yeah, me and my girl going out. What do you mean you and your girl going out? I'm your girl. You know, you don't want none of that. You can't say your girl. You can't say your girl. You got to call her by her name. <laughs> but you can't even say that. I mean, it don't even sound right rolling off your tongue. Hey, me, me, me and Andrea going out. You and Andrea? You know, what am I here for? You know, I'm going too. You know, it, you, it's a different vibe when you call out a, a female's name to your wife saying you finna go drink a couple of beers with her. Mm. Wow. I think that I think that, that is a underlying trust issue. No, you do? it's an underlying respect issue. You, you no, think it's a uh, trust issue? I think it's a trust issue. I don't think it's a respect issue. It's a respect issue. You wouldn't want your I wife to come up to you and say, you know, oh yeah, uh, she she's friends with the with the with the dude that that works out at the gym and he's a gym instructor down there, a fitness instructor. Yeah, me and me and, me and Tito going out tonight and we're gonna drink a couple of beers. It don't even it wouldn't even feel right. Yeah, but you talking about? I mean, are you talking about an existing friendship or a new? Yeah, I'm talking about an existing friendship. Like for how long? Well, my okay. For instance, my wife uh, before we before we were together, she used to be a model, and she had all her friends were her female friends were model, but her dude friends were model too. Now I thought that in my mind that the dudes were gay if that were, if they were models. I thought they were going to be gay, but a lot of them weren't, and they they they're very flirtatious people, and 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 which to the point that they don't see nothing wrong with walking up to your girl, and you know. Kissing her on the mouth, and it's like, hey, hey. I mean, it, it ain't happened to me. They didn't. It, it, that was their friendship. There, come on, man. There, come on. That's man. not a friendship. I'm just saying, you know that's what not. it is. <laughs> but that's man. Oh, man, I'm gonna tell you, man. White people do that all the time. All the there. time. I don't give white a damn. White people notorious for that. Dude, any dude walking to my wife lap. and kiss her in the mouth, I'm breaking his jaw. When, when I say, when I let me change. I, I'm not saying like tongue her. I'm just saying just. I don't give hey. a damn if pet. That ain't <laughs> happening, bro. Okay, so you get what I'm saying. These are yeah. friends that were like that to to their whole little circle, and I wasn't feeling that. I was like, hey, you know, and I was just, like I said, I was a, I was a boyfriend at the time, and then it it was just like a common thing, and then they just got like, hell, ho, 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 what's going on here, you know? And 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 it was just a. Uh, to them, it was like so common to do, it was nothing. Yeah. And I'm like, no, nah, I don't like that. So it, it turns out to be a respect issue. Then when they say, well, I'm going out with the group, we were still dating, of course. She's like, hey, do you want to hang out with us? Because we going out here, we going out there. And it, it was, oh, yeah, me and that dude, this dude. Hey, Darren, Darren, hey, Darren, Darren, but, Darren, you got a bad line, bro. You got to dial oh, dude, back I, I'll call you right back. I'll call you right back. All right. Later. Go ahead. Hello. Sorry, yeah, I had to cut him off. The line was bad. But go ahead, Mr. Host. I mean, you know, you know, and, and again, I I defend this point often, probably every three months, about the female friends. And I believe that if you present it correctly, 
you can have a female friend or a male friend within your marriage if you present it correctly. So and you're genuine about it. She got one, yeah. So she just got that one that she goes out like one on one with. Um, I mean, he's hung out with us a bunch of no, times. I ain't, I ain't I say think... I ain't say us. I ain't say us. <laughs> well, I mean, that's, that's you know, um, I don't. I, she has, I think, for his birthday or something. No, no, no. Ain't, ain't talking about for his birthday. Ain't talking about for his birthday. I'm talking about me and my man here is going out. We're gonna go for some drinks. We'll. I'll be back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For yeah, for his birthday. She, she, my wife does. She doesn't do that anyway. So she ain't going out for drinks. She just, just, I don't know. That's just not her thing. You know what I'm saying? So, but she so has you been be out okay with your wife going out with another dude on a date and you ain't there? A date? Well, that's, that's what it is. If him, him and her are going out and you're not there, yeah, you cool with that? Yeah, I know the cat. Yeah, I know the cat. I don't care who I know. I mean, I'm just well, saying, but you're okay with that? I just said, yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah, jokes. See, that yeah, would not work I mean, in my marriage. Why? If your wife had a, a male friend before you that was a genuine friend, they never had any relationship, they've just been friends, could have been a childhood friend, you would tell her that she got to get rid of that friend to marry you? No, she wouldn't be going out on a date with that friend. So so then you would dictate... She wouldn't go and hang out at his house, just her and him. That wouldn't happen. So you would dictate their friendship. You doggone skippy right. And just like I wouldn't be going go hanging out with another woman and, and or me hanging out with another woman's house. Wow. Yeah. Okay. And that's it. It Anybody don't have else? nothing. Anybody I don't think like it has anything. No, I'm, I'm, I'm with Andrew on this one. I, I don't think that it has anything to do with, you know, I'm dictating a friendship. I'm just trying to keep, I would look at it as me trying to, you know, keep everything safe. And I, I want to guard my my thoughts. Not that I'm a insecure person or anything, but I wouldn't want my wife to tell me I'll be back and then an hour go by, three hours go by, five hours go by and then she comes in, yeah man, he was hanging out. Wait, wait a minute, it's two o'clock in the morning. What do you think? I don't want I don't you wouldn't want that kind of play to be running running around in your mind. I don't know man, I think your marriage I think it's old school, man. I think that when it's that way, the marriage kind of might be already. I mean, there's something, there's something missing there, and it's a trust factor. I believe, and I believe that the person hasn't done their due diligence to make the wife or the husband feel comfortable about this friendship. What can a person or husband or wife do to make the husband or the wife feel comfortable about you going out? The with one them? thing. So one thing you can do is bring this friend around early. Be like, hey, I want you to meet my friend. I know what we date, but, but I need you to meet my friend. So you know, it's kind of you get get the approval. Well, what if she fine? Cut. What if she's super duper fine, and you can you can sit up in your wife's face and say that's just like a sister to me. Yeah, I mean, I did. Both she of mine ain't are trying fine. to hear that. She looking at them. She looking at that ham on her. She looking at you know. Them double D. She looking at everything and trying to measure that friend up to herself to see if she got a shot with keeping you just in case y'all go out. It's too much but mind playing what? that. But guess what though? If she feels inferior, you haven't done your job. What can you Seriously. say to a fi- okay, okay, Lisa Rosario? I mean, is that her name Rosario? 
I have no idea who you're talking about. You don't know who I'm talking about. What's the name, Ronnie, you sent us early this week? Rodney. Rodney's not even on the phone. But okay, Rodney's I'm in the back room. The Rodario lady, Rosario, the the one that you say your favorite actress is. Rosario Dawson. Yeah, Rosario Dawson. That's your girl. Yeah, okay, all right. That's man. your home okay. girl, and you bring her around your wife. If I was friends, okay, perfect example. So let's say I was friends with Rosario Dawson for, and that's a bad example for you to use. <laughs> I don't even know why you have to use that example, but I'm an entertainer. So let's just say I happen to be friends. Matter of fact, somebody that looked like that, but that is not her name. So pick another name like Susan. Okay, Susan. And me and Susan have been friends for a long time, years. Right? And now I'm starting to date my wife. And I say, look, there's this person named Susan that we friends. We've been friends. Nothing's ever happened, but we're going to be friends for a long time. You need to meet Susan. Susan wants to meet you. Matter of fact, let's all go to dinner and hang out. And let me know how you feel about Susan, and I want to know how, how Susan feels about you. Because Susan has been the one woman that's been around me through the girls that I dated. And say, yeah, that's a good one. That's not a good one. Well, me just like a friend. So now she's got to still approve this woman that I'm going to marry. Right or wrong. Just like your homeboy may say, yo, let me check your chick out that you get ready to marry. Yeah, that's what happened with me and my friend. I had to bring him, I had to bring my wife to him first. Yeah, exactly. And you respect his opinion because, you know, he ain't emotionally attached to it. But it's he's going to be like, nah, though. dude. It's female. It's that's, different. That's, that's better for you. It's better for you. Because now you got okay, a so, female. So Rosario says... Go ahead. Yeah, but he wasn't a female though. I mean, it right. wasn't. That's what it saying. wasn't like it was uh, the chick that played uh, Tina Turner and What's Love Got to Do with uh, Angela Bassett. If I had a friend that looked like Angela Bassett, uh, <laughs> can't do this scenario. But the point, the point I'm trying to make is, if your if your female friends state that that ain't the one for you, then it's gonna come off like she only saying that because she wants you for herself to your potential female uh, uh, that you want to date. But if it's a dude, it, it's going to be a little bit more respected from both of you, you know, because he's going to be looking at it like you looking at it. Yeah, but I don't think that you would you would, you would would come back with that information. I think that okay, would be well, some information that you would keep to yourself. You wouldn't be like, okay, yo, okay. my homie don't like you. That's kind of dumb. So you no, just no, no. What you, you going to break it I'm, off? You find another way to break I'm it. I'm not off. saying what she's saying. What she's saying to both of y'all. I'm saying what she comes back and say to you is say, okay, I'm, she her agenda could be different. Even though y'all friends, you you ever had one of them friends that don't they they are friends and you could never kick it with them like that, but uh, at the same time they kind of don't want to see nobody else with you. Nah, I don't know about that kind of friend. See that's see see that's a friendship with 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 an agenda. It's hey, I got a no response agenda. to that to that um, statement. Go ahead, go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, um, I had a same a similar situation like that with my best friend, and um, me and my best friend, we had we ain't never messed around, but she put it out there that there was. A interest, but there was already a relationship 
in place on my behalf and her being my best friend she still didn't give the right information when I would talk to her because of underlying feelings that she had and even though we were real close and we could talk about a lot of stuff when somebody has ulterior you never really know if somebody has other ulterior motives and I honestly feel in a situation where you in a relationship with a woman, you can't get a perspective about your relationship from another woman. And definitely not let your girl know about it. That's going to be cause a problem. So did your girl know how your friend felt? Nah. we I never brought that to her attention. But when, when it came around to problems going on and she knew that I was talking to my best friend about the situation she automatically assumed that's what it was so she mm-hmm. was she was suspicious of your friend yeah and it's going to draw suspicion anytime you you really close to a woman and then she feels like you having conversations about a relationship with that person that's yeah. going to make it uh, uh, it's going to make it that much harder even when there's not anything going on. Right, because I know for a fact with my female friend who is married, I know there are certain things that I cannot talk about with her, especially if it's about my wife. Mm-hmm. There's just certain topics that just ain't going to happen. Yeah. Mm, out of respect for marriage? Yeah, out of respect for the marriage. I mean, because... Mm-hmm. You know, I wouldn't feel comfortable if my wife was talking to her male friends about me in certain aspects. Mm-hmm. So I want to pay my wife that same respect. Okay, so are there homies that you have that aren't female that you can have those conversations with? My uh, best friend is a male, and me and him, we could pretty much talk about anything. He gonna keep it one hundred. He gonna keep it one thousand with me because he got you know he takes my my feelings and what I'm going through in life as a friend would. It affects him as well because he gonna hit. So he want the best for me as I want the best for him. Good boy. Yeah. uh, As far as I'm concerned, uh, yeah. My 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 only my real friend. Uh, male friend that I had, you know, he passed away that I could talk to about anything, you know. So your I don't, marriage, I, yeah, intimate, which, intimate stuff with with your wife, things that you may be agreeing on or not, or just whatever the stuff that you go through, you can talk to him, and you don't have to worry about upsetting yeah. your wife at all. Right, absolutely. I don't have to worry about him trying to use that in his playbook, you know, in, in case something happened to me or in case we go through Splitsville or something like that. Gotcha. So, so, so the issue that we're having, the difference is that, but if it's a woman, you got certain lines that you can't cross if she's your best friend. Right. There are certain conversations I can't have with her. Some boundaries are, you know, are restricted out of respect. Mm-hmm. Wow. Because it's a woman. Exactly. No. Well, because, because it's a woman, and because it 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 puts an interesting dynamic on our relationship. You know, uh, how can I have a conversation with another woman about intimacy with my wife? 
You know, I mean, am, am I going for pointers? Am I going to ask her, is this something that you and your husband experience? And then, you know, if it's a topic that I wouldn't feel comfortable talking about in front of her husband with, then why would I discuss that topic with her? Okay, so let me flip it. What about your sister? Uh, I don't have any sisters, and uh, I don't talk about that stuff with my brother either. Okay, gotcha. Anybody on the phone that got a sister that would have that kind of intimate relationship to be able to talk to her sister about anything, even including the wife? Um, myself, I have a sister, and we we talk about a lot. I don't really get into intimate things with her. Okay. But um, in problems in my relationship um, with my girlfriend, we 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 have talks about that stuff. And she's somebody I feel is gonna give me um, the right information. The right information. She ain't gonna. She's not gonna be biased towards anything. Mm. If anything, a lot of times she's gonna take the woman's side because she can relate more. Mm. That's right, and that's beneficial to you. Yeah. And I'm gonna tell you how it's been beneficial to me. One of my best friends is a female, and my wife knows her very well. I mean, we've all been out numerous of times. And there are times where my marriage was, there was just certain things I was going through that I didn't understand, and I would talk to her about it. And whether I was right or wrong, she would, she would, she, she would check me. And from a woman's perspective, now I'm getting another woman's perspective, like, nah, man, you tripping. You need to stop that. You need to change it. You know what I'm saying? Which was beneficial to me because then I could, I could reflect and say, well, you know, if she's a woman and she wouldn't want the person to act this way towards her, then she's actually speaking in benefit of my life. You see, yeah. a guy could give me good information, but he ain't going to give me – there's only so much he can give me. But another woman could actually say, nah, this is what's going to work for you, and this is what you're doing that's making her upset. You feel what I'm saying? So, But that's just me, man. I know – that it's a difficult situation to have a female friend when you're married, and a lot of people can't grasp that because it just seems like it's going to cause too much drama in your marriage. But you've got to present it up front, and you've got to present it right. Is that that same fine chick I'll be seeing you uh, in your pictures with on uh, Facebook? Probably so. Because <laughs> she's tough. She's all right. Hmm? She's tough. Now, what if your wife get mad one day and say, you know, and I, yeah, we did this and we went through that, and don't be telling that heifer about what was going on in my house. <laughs> Would you respect your wife and your marriage and say, okay, I won't, I won't tell my best friend, you know, about what's going on because my wife don't want me to? Or, or are you just going to pass it off and dismiss her as, oh, she's just mad right now and she's just trying to hurt me even more? I mean, I, mean, I don't know, man. That's a tough one. I don't know. You know, my first wife said the same thing about her. You know, I'm not going to mention her name, but my first wife said the same thing about her. She actually said, y'all can't be friends. You need to get rid of her. And I was like, yeah, I hear you. But she ain't going nowhere because her friendship was valuable to me. You know what I'm saying? And I was like, nah, you know. So I had to make a decision whether I was going to not be friends with her and stay married. So I just didn't talk about her. I kind of kept it a secret. And then the marriage eventually dissolved. 
So you was waiting on one of those relationships to resolve. No, I wasn't waiting on anything to resolve, but I knew that I wasn't going to cut her off just because this my wife had said so. So if your Why wife not? now, if your wife now says, "Look here, now enough is enough," if she hits you one with one of those uh, conversations, enough is enough. I don't want you talking to her in my, my mind. You know, I don't, I don't, I don't know where you guys are. You know, you stay out all times of night. You know, you come in later and later, and I'm not, I'm not comfortable with this. Well, I'm not come at the time that we cut, stay out together. Yeah, but I'm not doing that. So that's not. She ain't worried about none of that. I'm not staying hanging out past one o'clock with nobody other than my wife. So how so, long? You know, how long? How long? How long? What was the latest you hung out with your girlfriend? With your friend girl? Probably with, about eleven thirty, twelve. That's probably the latest. That's probably the latest. And it was just you and her. No, no, it was a whole group. We went last time. We went on a boat ride. Um, no, I'm, ta- I'm talking. About the wife ride. wasn't there, though. I'm saying. Nah, she ain't. She wasn't feeling well, so she didn't come with us. She would have came. Yeah, I mean, we've all gone out of town together. So I mean, I mean, it's 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 the way I presented it. I didn't hide it. I said, you know, we're dating, and this is somebody that you need to meet. She's gonna want to check you out. And we're going to be friends, and we're going to hang out. And we all hung out. Initially, we all hung out at the same time. And then they got together, and then they kicked it off, and then they were they're cool right now. Sometimes they talk without me. Hmm. Is she I, an attractive woman? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Now, if it's the one I'm thinking about. Man, she fine as all outside. And and if your wife said now I don't want you guys Hanging out anymore You would do what? I'd I'd want to know why Well I mean she just said hey, If if her only explanation is I'm just not comfortable with it Anymore I want you to respect that Yeah but you can't just come to me and say All of a sudden I'm not comfortable Something had to happen for you to now not be comfortable. What did I do to make you comfortable? I've all this time to make you comfortable. No, no, I'm just saying regardless, though, regardless of what the rationale is, though, this is, your, this is your wife, this is your soulmate, this is your, this is your best friend, the only woman that you, you really, or individual for that matter, that you're supposed to need. She just says, look, I, I'm not comfortable anymore. What you going to do? So are you going to continue to have a friend or not? Probably so. Oh man! So you'll choose your friendship. Uh, you'll choose your friendship over your relationship. See, there's limitations when you come at me and tell me for no apparent reason. Just like anything, your wife can come to you and say, "For no apparent reason, I want you to quit this job tomorrow because I don't like you going there." Why don't you like me going to this job? That's different. Or, That's way different. <laughs> What's different about it? Because a job is, is bringing in income for the entire family. This friendship is bringing havoc to your wife's mind. So it's totally different. There ain't no job that you're making money is going to bring no havoc to your wife's mind. Not unless some, some fine chicks are living there, you know, working there or but whatever. It's on, but listen, it's only bringing havoc to your wife's mind if there's something that you're doing that's making her be uncomfortable with it. But we no, she could just have havoc on her mind. Right. There ain't nothing you're doing to make her uncomfortable. Right. I disagree with that because, like I said, I, I trust my wife 
I, I trust my wife wholeheartedly, though, but I, I wouldn't be comfortable with just her having a male friend. I mean, just um, that's a, a male. Uh, let me let me preface that a male straight friend. And she's done absolutely nothing wrong, though. I mean, but there's just you know certain things that we deem appropriate, and we don't deem appropriate. I mean, it's people don't make mistakes because they intend on it. People make mistakes because they put themselves in predicaments, yep. and yep. you know, you know, have their guard down. Ooh. So you're saying that if she had a male friend, there's higher chances of her having an affair than there isn't if she didn't have a male friend. Absolutely. Exactly. Wow. And and the same goes for me. If I have a female, specifically an attractive female friend, I mean, goodness, there's no possible way I can just turn that off. That that whole that's my sister stuff just does not exist. I know it don't exist for me. There's no way I can just complete and totally turn that off and forget that this is an attractive woman that is not my blood that I'm just socializing with. There's just... That's just not an it's, it's an instinct. I I cannot turn that off. The only thing I can do is um avoid it. You know, keep myself out of that situation. I just can't, I have a I have a hard time thinking that any straight man could just turn that off. So what does that say about you? So that's a, so so that sounds like a willpower issue that you have. No, I mean it sounds like an intelligence issue that you know that that I have. You know, from from my opinion. It's, you know, from my perspective, I've always, since I've been young, I've been attracted, I've been attracted to women. I got married. My woman, you know, my wife is essentially, you know, at least according to my beliefs, supposed to be the only woman that, you know, I need to be, you know, socializing with, that, you know, that needs to be my soulmate or really my, uh, you know, my, my friend for that matter, you know, that I should be hanging out with alone. You know, me being alone, you know, for an extended period of time with a woman that's not my family, you know, to me is just... Unacceptable. Uh, just, inter- just inappropriate, and it lends itself to temptation. I got a question on that. Yeah, please. Go ahead. Um, I, I'm with, I don't know his name, but I'm with him on that. Um, I believe, because you wouldn't want it to be on the other end. You wouldn't want her to have a, a soulmate, somebody that she confides in. And, um, this say something. This say you guys have a fight, and she go and tell that, that guy, you're, you're the problem that's occurring, you know, and you, you don't, you wouldn't want, you wouldn't want that because you feel, I mean, as far as men, I know we, you know, you kind of feel jealous or feel like she's, she's up to something because just, just say y'all relationship go bad, you'll be thinking about that her friend, the guy, that he's doing something, even though he might not have no intentions of doing it, but it's just, just in your mind, you might say, huh. You know what is, and then you don't, and then you don't know what they had before. They might have been in a relationship before, but then it didn't work out, and they decided they just wanted to be friends. You know, so like I said, you don't know. Like he said, it's good to just be you and your wife and nobody else. You know, so you don't have to worry about her doing anything. She don't have to worry about you doing anything. T. T. Hawk, let, let let me just put that. It let me. I, I love what he said. T. Hawk, let me help you out. Let's I don't just need say no help. Would, I don't need no help. Ahead. It sounds like other people need help, but go ahead. Right, right. Okay, you don't need help. But let let me just make this point right here, real quick. Let's say sure. you and your wife having one of them arguments. Sure. I'm talking about drop down, doggone, you know, this is it type argument. Mm-hmm. 
Then, after the argument, you all get done, nothing's resolved. Her phone rings, picks up the phone, and she gets happy all of a sudden. <laughs> and you ask, who was it? And she tells you it was her guy friend. And you like, well, what did he want? And she was like, nothing, just same old. That wouldn't set off a Danger Will Robinson, or <laughs> that wouldn't alert you. Then you say, then you say, hey, yeah, okay, I'll be all right out. I'll be all right. I'm, I'll, I'll be up there in about half hour. All right, bye. You can't. <laughs> what you think? You gonna be okay with that? <laughs> here, see, see, this is what I'm hearing here, <laughs> and, and I'm hearing from all different directions, right? And it's so, so you, so the people on the phone obviously don't have female friends, and if you did, you cut them off after you got married. And you I can't got a female friend. A female friend. Oh man! Yeah, I don't have female friends that we're not, we're not. I'm not hanging out with them exclusively. Where it's just going to be us. If you know, if I'm going out with my female friends, um, that female friends that I have, my wife is there too, or most likely their companion exactly. is with them too. My issue, so to speak, with what, with what you're saying isn't so much that you're having female friends because, you, like you're saying, if you, know, you can control yourself and your wife is okay with it, the, the thing I take exception to is the fact that you're saying that if your wife voices for whatever reason that she is uncomfortable with that, you're not just going to take that at face value. I mean, to me it sounds like you're you're putting another relationship on the same level as your as your wife. And, you know, to me that – that that that's the issue that um you know I'm really taking taking up with because like well, you said you well, okay is he still there yeah I'm here I'm here okay so and let me give you some history just like I said in the beginning while we were dating here's what here here's the deal gotcha either you can handle the deal or you can't handle the deal and she said okay and then here's my deal either you can handle the deal or you can't I said I'm all right. If you if this is your friend and y'all been friends, you know, since the beginning, I've got one too. And and he, and here it is. Now we're going into this to this union knowing this. Don't come to me four or five years later talking about you can't handle it. We've already made that deal in the beginning. You follow what I'm saying? Now this ain't somebody new that I brought in here. No. Somebody's been a friend for many years before you. And it's a personal friend. No, there's nothing going on. There will never be anything going on. And I want you to be a part of this friendship. And I, well, wait, I Why would it be a problem if you met a new female? How, how do you justify that? What kind of question is that? How do you justify that? Well, I mean, if she's just a friend, what's the difference? What's the difference when no, you met her? No, no. There's a lifelong friend and then a new friend. You can't bring new people into the relationship. That don't even well, why not? I mean, if y'all are, are just friends, what's the difference? Because then, then, then that's where all your theories that everybody's talking about comes into play. Uh, I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm why should the there brother. be limitations I want to make on, a, uh, on the date you I'm met? Just, if it's just really friends and you guys hit it off, I mean, why shouldn't you be able to just take her out till 11, 30, 12 o'clock at night with just you and her? Yeah, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Me, I'm not defending any new I, relationships. I'm defending an old existing relationship that was before my marriage. I'm not going to defend a new relationship. Go ahead. Oh, I was just Go trying ahead. to make sure people could hear me because I was over oh. there. But let me let me ask you a question. Well, first, let me say something. To the brother that said, why not meet a new person? 
or go out with her at 11 o'clock at night and have dinner. You know, there's a passage in the Bible that says uh, avoid the appearance of evil. You wait, know, wait, you married wait, and you wait, are wait, with wait, another you woman. Avoid the, the appearance of evil. The appearance of evil is going to still be there if if the girl that you've known for 30 years, because if you're out and people see you, they don't know you, you've you known her for 30 years. You If you if you see me out at, at 11 o'clock at night with another woman, me having dinner with her and not my wife, it's going to appear like something funny is going on. You don't know okay. how long I've known that I, woman. I, I don't disagree with that, but here's the outcome. If somebody called your wife and say, I saw your husband with so-and-so, and it's the old friend that she cool with, it's one thing when you get back home. If somebody say, I saw your husband at 11 o'clock at night at a bar with so-and-so, and it's a new friend you just met, when you get back home, you're going to have some Q&A. Well, chances right. are that person that sees you ain't going to know that other person to tell your wife you're who with cares? another woman, and uh, this Dude. woman or that woman. They just say this. And they may not say anything. They the just person? see it, and it doesn't look right. But why are we caring now about what other people think? And it's like I said, it's disclosure. So if you tell your wife, hey, I'm going out with Jane, me and Jane meeting for some friends for drinks, okay, you want to come? And she says, no, nah, I'm good. Y'all go ahead and have fun. And then somebody sees you out and calls your wife, you disclosed it. So she's like, yeah, that's Jane. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but, but Tony, you said you and her exclusively, not a group, and your wife didn't feel like going. You said you and this girl can go out, just the two of you, until 11, 30, 12 o'clock at night, and if your wife doesn't like it, too damn bad. <laughs> wow. I said disclosure. I keep saying that. Hey, but she, I said I presented said, If she had a problem with it, you'd say too damn bad, you knew the deal. No. Suck it no. up and deal with it. Yeah, that's, that's what I heard. Came to me, if she came to me and said, I'm not comfortable with this relationship any longer, that's what I said. You knew we we talked she about. She came to you tomorrow and like said, anything. "You know what? This is bothering me, and I don't like it anymore." And you say, "Why?" She says, "I don't know. I just don't feel comfortable." You'd say, "That's too damn bad. That's your problem." Okay, I'm still now, my now because now there would have been something that I did or something that happened that makes her her feel uncomfortable. Let's say you right did along. nothing different, and she just felt that way. So now I'm married to a crazy woman. No, you know, come on. Now you can't tell me that as we grow older and we grow wiser that there's certain things that you don't realize uh, that you might not have realized before that you realize now. Like, I mean, there's things that I would have deemed appropriate prior to marriage or prior to certain life experiences that now just aren't necessarily okay. I mean, you live and you grow. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, you know, I can't speak to that. You know, I can do I can do it because I got trust in my marriage. And I got control over myself when it comes to that. So if you guys are saying, well, you know, I can't have a woman because I might mess around and hit it or, or whatever. My wife can't have a, female, a, a male friend because something might happen. That sounds like a personal issue. I don't have I, that issue. I told you, that's not my, my issue isn't that, uh, isn't that, you know, you have a female friend because, like you said, your, your wife is okay with that. My issue is that if your wife were to suddenly say, I am no longer comfortable with this, that you as her husband, and, you know, as, you know, she's the most important person on, in your life, wouldn't just take that at face value and say, okay, something's got to change. That's that's the only thing I'm taking issue with. Like you said, you I got, got you. your arrangement, your wife's cool with it, that's okay. But like I said, this, from my point of view, if the next day my wife, for whatever reason, is uncomfortable with something that I'm doing, well, I mean, something's got to change. I mean, that's how okay. I feel. 
Okay, so let's just say it's not that. So let's just say your wife and your mother never really got along in the beginning. And your wife comes and tells you, hey, you know what? I'm tired of your mother. She can't come over the house no more, and we ain't going over the house no more. How would you handle that situation? Totally different. That's a valid question. How would totally, you handle totally different. I mean, at the end of the day, my wife comes before absolutely everyone. So, but that is totally, totally, totally different. How would you handle the situation was the question. Oh, okay. You said, how would, how would I handle the situation? Well, of, of, of course, I'd, I'd have to understand. I'd have to understand what my, what my mom was doing or what her, from what perspective she was coming from, why she was upset, you know, about my mother, because this is, you know, this is blood that we're talking about now. So, yeah, I would definitely have a dialogue with her and, and understand it. I wouldn't just yeah, wipe it under the rug and just say, okay, well, what, whatever, you know, whatever, you know, get over it. I actually went so, through that. That's um, I, my my. Would you cut uh, your mother my, off? What did uh, you say? No, me and my. Would you cut your mother off? Would I? Would I just completely cut my mother off? Yeah. No. Just like no. I said. Okay. No, I wouldn't. I wouldn't completely cut her off. But if she didn't want to be around my mom anymore, that's her. You know, that's her. That's her perspective. I would respect that. But, but you no, would, I wouldn't stop seeing my mom. I got you. But out of curiosity, you would want to know. Well, why is it that you want me to cut this lady off that's been in my life that's given birth to me? Why is it that you don't want to be around this woman? Just like you said, you'd want to find out because that'd be a peculiar request, wouldn't it be? Yeah, but this is my mother, man. This ain't this. This isn't See, a girl. This isn't a friend. That's that's a that's a mother. Is your mother? I mean, if, if if that's I mean, if that's the way you're seeing it, man, that's 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 kind of peculiar. No, listen. What do you mean? Hello. Putting you, you're putting a woman on the same level as your mom? No, no, listen. Can I say something real quick? Well, well, listen, listen. Just so y'all know, this female friend that I have is actually closer than the relationship that I have with my mother. So, I mean, and that's just because I have a kind of like a strange relationship. I mean, it is what it is. It's been like that for a little while now. Maybe it needs to be fixed, maybe it doesn't. But, yes, we've been friends that long, and she's been through the drama with my mom. So... I got it. I got a question. Um, just say, I say, in a way, he's right. I mean, everybody got their own marriage and how they deal with it. Like Will Smith and Jada, they do their thing. I mean, whatever they, whatever they feel together, and they, they agree upon. Now, if she agree upon him having that friend, and then it, it's all good. I mean, because that's their marriage. But I mean, it, I don't know if he ever asked her how she felt about it. And then she said, hey, I don't like it. I mean, there is a problem. But she said, okay, that's cool because I understand you met her before me. But another term is like swingers, you know. I mean, unless she's a lesbian or something, you know what I'm saying? Now, if she was a lesbian, she shouldn't have no problem because she's like, oh, she just like women. But I know she if she got a boyfriend, you know, maybe you need to bring the boyfriend over to the house. So she feel a little safe, you know. That's just me. You well, know? Um, yeah, I mean, I don't know why she feels safe with a lesbian either. I mean, <laughs> but I was—I tell you, uh, I, when you have a friend that's a lesbian, she's bisexual. Either way, you're scoring. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. Sorry. Well, I—I I, I wanted to say. Uh, you know, the, the guy earlier said something about your mom and your wife, if you had to choose. 
and I was in that position where I had to choose between my mom and my wife because my my mother, my according to my ex-wife, my mother wasn't respecting my wife because my mom, she just, mom, you know, she say stuff that's kind of sideways, but not everybody is, is with that. No, You can't just say anything to anybody and expect them to take it. Well, in our house, you know, mom's always right whether she is wrong or not. But my wife just thought that was very inappropriate for her to be saying things that she was saying. And mm-hmm. I didn't think it was inappropriate because I was just used to it, not because it wasn't wrong. I was just like, hey, what are you talking about? That ain't nothing. She used to say way worse than that, you know, but that doesn't make that didn't make it okay. Um, and I had to uh, choose between, uh, you know, are you going to continue to allow your mom to disrespect me you know, and just come out of her mouth and say whatever she wants to say to me, or are you going to say something to her, and then, you know, um, she can't, because I don't want, if she feels this way about me, then she don't need to be around my kids. And if she feels this way about your wife, then you don't need to be around her. Now, regardless of the fact of her, her and I was getting along or not at the time, I still had a commitment to that woman. Mm-hmm. And and I had to tell my mom, look, mom, and it hurt me to my heart, but I had to tell my mom, no, look, if you can't respect my wife, then, I mean, we, I can't come around right now. I can't, I mean, we can't, you got to be able to respect my wife before, you know, you you expect me to, to bring my kids over there because we're not taking separate vacations. We're not going to do the, you know, well. That, that's your have, responsibility. To leave. Yeah, I had to do the same thing. You've got to leave that, that mother and father and cleave to that wife. There's no one more important than your than your wife. And if your wife comes to you and says, "I'm not comfortable with this," and you don't you don't check whatever that is, you you may have enough control, or you think you have enough control over your wife where she don't say anything. But in her heart, she's crushed. Yeah, yeah. So that's the only reason why I was telling telling you, Tony, that. You know, it, it comes down to a decision that I have to make. Even if it's uncomfortable for me to make it, I have to make it decide with the wife. I don't care if she does turn crazy after making a deal with me in the beginning of a relationship. If we make a deal in the beginning of the relationship and she turns crazy in the, in the middle, I, I, I have to still side with her because she's my responsibility because I'm cleaved to her. I'm supposed to cleave to her. So that that doesn't mean that you're not cleaving to your wife? No, it just means that if she says that she's uncomfortable, then I have to, you know, yeah, of course I'm going to investigate and try to make it and ease it out and smooth it out, just like I did with her and my mom. I was like, well, I mean, I love going home. I love going to Georgia. I love going to, you know, going to my mom's house for to eat because there can't nobody in your family cook. But <laughs> when it came down to my my wife feeling uncomfortable, around my mom and my mom disrespecting my wife, whether I saw it as disrespect or not, I had to I had to agree with my wife at the time and say, hey, mom, you can't do that. If you continue to do this, then you, we can't stay there for the holidays. If you continue to do this, then don't call my house. When you call my house, you just can't say, where's my son? When you call my house, I mean, all the time, other times she did that, it, it, it wasn't a problem if I was living on my own. Put Darren on the phone, you know. But when when my wife says, "Hey, I feel disrespected. I live here too." She can when I call when she calls here, she can say, "Hey, so and so, how you doing?" Uh, it's Darren at home, and and if I when I told my my wife that, 
she was like, when I told my mom that, she was like, I don't have to say hey to her. That's your house. Wow. And then she tried to kind of pin us against each other, and it became a danger zone. So I had to uh, divide the line up and tell my, okay. my mom then, hey, look, you can't do that. You got to check that. Yeah, you got to check that because y'all a team. Yeah, yeah I had to do that one. same for my mom. And then she was like, I'm your mom, though. I'm your mom, though. I brought you a It don't matter. Room. It don't matter. Thank you very much it don't for bringing matter. me. I'm here now. Thank you. That's right. Here now. But, but, but Dino, if, any, if anybody comes yeah, between you and your wife, that needs to be checked. You know, yeah. now, if y'all are swingers and y'all are okay with that, and in your heart you're okay with that, and in her heart she's okay with it, all right. And there's people like that. You but know, now, that swingers? won't work for me. But, who's talking about you know, where, I mean, where did that come from? No, what I'm saying is the relationship between you and your wife, if both of you are truly okay with it, it's your marriage. I'm not talking about you, Tony. I'm just talking about, you know, you know, different, different, you know, different. You know, somebody's talking about Will Smith. I mean, you know, they're swingers or whatever they do, and, and both of them are okay with it. That's hard for me to believe that. But, okay, if they really are, fine. I mean, I, it, it's really hard for me to believe that a man is okay with another man rolling on his wife. But if he really is, He's got a different heart than I got, but if he really is okay with it and she's okay with it, I guess that works for them. You know, yeah, yeah. but for most people, um, to, to not take their, their spouse's feelings into account, if their spouse comes to them and say, hey, you know, I didn't think this bothered me, but this bothers me, and you just say, I don't give a damn whether it bothers you or not. I'm doing it. That's going to cause problems. When I said... Yeah. That well, I would well. have to find out, and I would have to figure out what changed. You all said it don't matter what changed. But now when I'm hearing people say when it comes to mama, you want to find out what happened and what changed with mama. Well, no, it don't matter. Mama is disrespecting my wife. No, no, no. If mama is disrespecting my wife, mama's got yeah. to go. All right, thank you. Y'all got to understand. And T-Hawk, I'm going to come to your defense on this because I, I, I get what you're saying. When T-Hawk, when she met T-Hawk, T Hawk was already up front about this friend. And T Hawk said some real key. He said, you know, he's what if, what, if she, what if she changed her heart? Hold yeah. on, we're gonna finish. get we're gonna get that. T Hawk said something real critical. He said he has a closer relationship with this friend than with his own mama. Now that's very substantial. And that ain't your everyday fly by night friendship right <laughs> So it sounds like these two, as far as friends is concerned, is going to be joined at the hip for the duration of their life. So it seems like it's a package deal. With if she want to be married to T-Hawk, then she's got to be able to accept T-Hawk's friend. That's it. And so if don't she comes in deal. one day and says, hey, I don't feel comfortable with you being friends with this person, knowing that up front that T-Hawk is a package deal, that's why T-Hawk like, so where, where is this coming from? Well, I guess I guess the definition of friends is is, is what what comes in. You know, to to date another woman when you got a wife doesn't work for me. Right. You know, and if if I'm out with just my quote unquote friend and she's female and we're out till eleven thirty twelve o'clock at night, if if my wife, you know, and again, right. you know, I'm just talking about me. My wife couldn't be out with another dude till eleven twelve o'clock at night. Just her and him. That would never ever work. But Andrew, do you have a friend girl that you are closer to than your own mom? Oh, yeah, my wife. No. <laughs> exactly. And a friend <laughs> besides your wife. Oh, do you have a so friend? You know, I, I have no female friends that I would that I would 
go out with without my wife. I didn't say go out I, with. I said, are you, do you have a female friend that you are closer to than your own mom? I don't have any. And I would go out to me and her, go out and date, you know, till 11, 12 o'clock at night. I don't. No, you're not answering my question. I wouldn't be out with my own mom at 11, 30, 12, 30 at night. I don't know. I, what I can't even think of a predicament that that would happen. Talking about no you, what was the question? o'clock at night. I don't care nothing about no 11, 30, 12 o'clock at night. I'm asking you, do you have a female friend that you are closer to than your own mom? Absolutely. My <laughs> wife. His wife. You're not talking She's about your friend. wife. You're not talking about your so wife. Rodney, turn on me. He's not going to give it to me. Okay. <laughs> I'm telling you. I'm telling you. No, I don't. First of all, you know, um, mom and friends are very different. Very okay. different. I mean, th- th- you're talking about night and day when you're talking about your mother and your friend. You make okay. an argument for me. What'd you say? You're making my argument for me. Okay. My mother is not my friend. My mother's my mother. All right? A female, you know, now there are some freaky, you know, mother-son relationships, you know, and, and, and you can you can debate that, you know, but we're talking about, I, I guess, in, in general, I mean, I'm just not going to have me and, 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 and us, we're not going to have those kind of things. Andrew, you're belaboring this. Andrew, me and you have the same type of female friends. Yes, they're attractive. What we hit, yes, got it. But we got do it. not Thank have you. the same uh, tighter relationship with our female friends than with our own mothers. Let's just be real and say it. Never have had that. It's cool. No. It's okay to say it. If I had a relationship with my mother, then those things might come into a point. But I have a wonderful relationship with my mother. Matter of fact, some she's in people, my this, right now. Some men, some men are not capable of having that kind of relationship with another woman other than their wife. Just say it. Because they don't know their own willpower. And something may happen. And, you know what I mean? and if you're telling me that you and your wife can't go out with friends of the opposite sex that y'all had for a long time, that speaks to trust. Speaks I don't think it does. I think it speaks to respect. I was trying to defend what you. What you're saying is if, if, if you don't go out with a, with, a, with, a, with a female, if you're a male and you're married and you don't go out with a female and take her out and just you and her go out, that, and that means you don't have trust in your marriage. You said it can't happen in your house. You no, it wouldn't happen in my house because I respect my wife. So if your wife, it's not about respect. If you that's respect, a, that's your what wife, it's all about. I it respect is. my wife and I Where's respect my marriage, and I've seen too many marriages destroyed by nonsense because somebody First lied. When I say that. Marriage gets destroyed because somebody lied. They weren't upfront about it. If the communication probably, is there, and they're probably cheating, they were probably cheating, and they say, "Oh, she's just a friend," but they hitting it. That's that. That's what you're talking about. So, I'm talking about genuine friendship. So, so you when you, I mean, we're using we're using all sorts of metaphors here. So I mean, you can really you can you can um, you can replace anything you know with that other other woman. Since um, you know, if I I have never done drugs a day in my life, but if you put me in a room with you know a bunch of uh, people who smoke marijuana, if I you know if I constantly put myself in that position, I can't say a one you know with 100% certainty that I would not smoke. There so, you, go. you know, to me, it's the exact same thing. It's not a trust. It's not a respect. It's, I mean, it's not a trust. It's a respect thing because, you know, one, it's yeah. not putting myself in a predicament that could potentially be compromising. We as individuals, as just people, 
you know, our flesh is weak. I mean, we're, it, it, it's meant to be like that. We're not, we're imperfect individuals. So You're just because, you know, someone makes the conscientious decision to say, you know what, I don't want to ever do drugs, so you know what, I'm not going to hang around people who do it, or I'm not, you know, I'm not going to be in that particular vicinity, that doesn't mean that you're a weak individual. It just means that you're smart. You're not going to put yourself in that perspective or put yourself in any type of compromising position. Do you actually hear what you're saying? <laughs> well, no, I, I mean, agree I with the brother. I think I agree with the brother. I with the brother. I couldn't do it. You tell me, if you don't smoke weed, you don't smoke weed. You got no intention to smoke weed. But if you go into a room with weed smokers, you going to smoke weed? So I'd say it's a possibility is my whole point. My my whole my, my 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 thing is me not going and smoking weed doesn't make me a weaker person. Because I don't smoke weed, you know, the basically basically my argument or at least the argument I'm hearing from you is because I don't smoke weed or because I don't do drugs, I'm okay. I should be fine hanging around a bunch of other people who do it because you know what? I will never my West you know, my I'm I'm stronger than everybody else is. I'm smarter than everybody else is. That's just never gonna happen to me. I just raised their hand and said, you know what, today I'm just going to go out and become a drug dealer. No, it probably happened because they put themselves, or, you know, I'm going to go deal drugs. It happened because they put themselves in a, in a, in a situation, and, uh, you know, they, they ended up being compromised. Wait, wait, you have no desire to do drugs, okay? I'm assuming you're straight and not gay, right? Correct. Okay, so if you were around and hung around with a bunch of gay dudes, would you turn gay? <laughs> Thank you. Because you kept putting yourself in exactly. that position. The answer is no. Because you Thank ain't you. like that. If you put yourself in a position with a bunch of women that 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 you know and continue to do that, now you you there's a possibility that it could happen. I mean, you ain't gonna go around a bunch of gay dudes and all of a sudden get this itch and think, well, you know, not, there, but, like, look, hold on, Andrew, Andrew, that's not that's not fair to even. That's not even on the same level. Yeah, he, he, he doesn't have any hold desire on. for drugs. Hold on, hold on a second. No, no, wait, wait, it is because he has no desire for drugs. Now let, let's change it up. Let's change it up. Let's sit, let's say that he was a recovering alcoholic or recovering. Now that's a different ball game. Okay, he so said now, he's now, never now, done on, drugs. He's never desired. Let me finish. Let me finish. Let me finish that. Now, you, we know that men, if 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 it's a heterosexual man and he's married. The temptation, what my man trying to say is the temptation is there if it's a beautiful woman, a man like and are attracted to beautiful women. And if it's a beautiful I'm agreeing woman, with you 100%. All I'm okay. saying is, I mean, use something that makes sense because if you don't, you don't have any desire to do drugs, I don't have any desire to do crack. I could be around people every day doing crack. Okay, gotcha. I would have got, no, got your point. Got your point. no temptation. But, but, but you but put me around but, a bunch of fine, naked women, I got a different issue. But the point, okay, so that's the point he's trying to make more so than than and maybe that was a bad example that he used. But the but the the ultimate uh, but, thing that he's trying yeah, to but say is, if you is, put me around a bunch of naked dudes, there would never come a time I think, damn, that's looking pretty good. Yes, I, oh my God, I Lord, he, he, he thinks it should be taken out of context. But Andrew, yeah, you can understand exactly what I'm saying. My yeah, I, my whole I, point is, I am not smarter. Then I, I don't find myself. Maybe I just don't think um, you know that I am smarter than everybody else you know in the universe. I, I personally think think that you know a lot of bad things have happened to people unintentionally. So you can use drugs, you can use homosexuality, you can use whatever it is 
Uh, my whole point is that things happen to people that they don't necessarily intend for them to happen. You know, right. the, there's not, you know, a big sign or, you know, up, um, you know, when you walk around that's saying, hey, look, if you come here, this is going to do you harm or this is going to do your marriage harm. So that that's my whole point. So yeah, yeah, I, you're just I understand. That's a good point. Totally um, I feel look, everybody. That's a good point. Anybody else? Anybody else? Go ahead. I, see, I, mean, I feel I that everybody knows their limitation. Oh, Yes, With sorry, everything please, going, please. even if you do have the will or you feel like you might be tempted to do something, there's something in a person to know your limitations to keep you from doing it. So mm. if you decide to go out with a female, even if you're in a marriage, you might have business the way you have to work with somebody. It's not... I can't say that it would never happen, but I do know my limitations and what I am and what I won't do. Everybody knows right from wrong. You got mm-hmm. the will to do what you want to do. So if mm-hmm. it takes you to do it and wills you to do it, then it's on you. It has nothing to do with you just going out and spending your time with the opposite sex. Nothing. Thank you. It's all about communication. If y'all have that communication and you reassure your woman enough to know that she has nothing to worry about, it shouldn't be a reason why you can't go out with any person. Okay. Thank you. And as as, as I was saying, I'll I'll keep saying it again because I'm just this type of dude. I have no issue with people who have, you know, like you said, who communicate and their wife or their husband is okay with, you know, however it is you, you decide to carry on. My issue and the thing I will always take exception to is for any man or any woman to tell me that their husband or their wife voices concern with any issue and you're just like, you know what, get over it. To me, that's someone who isn't putting their wife where she needs to be. And that's just the end of it. There's nothing that anybody who is taking a vow can really truly say that that, that contradicts that. You're not putting your wife on the level to the level that she would be if you're just saying, you know what, get over it. Despite the fact that, you know, you think you had whatever agreement that you had before you got married, the bottom line is if your wife or your husband feels differently about that, let my wife, you know, tell me, after, uh, you know, I voice a concern with something and she just brushes it off like whatever, just get over it. That's going to be a huge problem with me. That's never happened to you? What's that? That's never happened to you? To, to, to something to the degree like this? To something to the degree of, hey, I'm telling her I'm not comfortable with you doing this specific action, which could potentially be harmful to our marriage? Heck no, she's never brushed me off like that. So you're telling me that your wife has never brushed you off on any level? Oh, of course. Okay, so and a so so a vow is what? What is a vow? In layman's a promise, an agreement. What is that? Pretty much, a promise. Okay, sure, agreement, promise, right? agreement, contract, so, 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 whatever you want to call. It. So contract agreement. So we got an agreement, right? So this is our agreement. This is our vow. And within that vow, these are these terms, and you knew these terms. These are these terms within our vow. And I say, if you want to move forward, this is the, this is the agreement. So now that's an addendum to the agreement. And you come to me later on down the line and say, yeah, I don't like that no more. That She could come to you later on down the line and you say, you know what, I don't like oral sex no more. And I know that's something that married people should do it, yada, yada, but I just don't feel comfortable doing it no more. What you going to tell her? Okay. Nah, I'm all right with you. I'm all right with that. You don't have to do it no more. I don't like doing it from behind. No more. I just want to do it one way. 
Some people go to church, they come back and find out, well, you know, the church says we can only do with missionaries. Oh, well, you know, all right, honey. I, you know, okay, that's cool. Changes in the middle of the game is what we're talking about here. I got a, I got a question. Um, I feel that ain't nothing wrong with him having her as a friend, but there's one thing, too. I mean, when that bachelor party came, she should have went, you know, she should have went to the bachelor party. You know, y'all should have had fun together and whatever. But once that day, like you guys were talking about, when they say I do and everything, that's what she should have said out of respect. She should have said, hey, you know, we can talk to each other on Facebook or, or you know, something that's real serious matter. But other than that, she should respect the, respect the marriage and just to stay, you know, to stay kind of away. Because well, I friend? have a situation where my, my girlfriend, she have, she got a friend. And her friend actually told her that, hey, I don't really like that guy. I don't like the guy you with. You know what I'm saying? He's going to do something to you that's going to hurt you. Mm. You know what I'm saying? And uh, to me, I felt bad about that. But I can't stop her from being, saying, hey, I don't want you talking to him no more. Because they met, before we, they met way before I met her. So I respect the fact that, yeah, you can have a friend, but I don't want to hear from him. I don't want, you know, it ain't like, oh, I'm going to go chill over my friend's house. I don't want to hear none of that because that's, you tr- I mean, that's trust. I mean, it's I, I got trust for her. I don't want anything to break that. I want the same thing for her. I don't want, I don't want, I want her to trust me so I can go out one day and have a good time. You know, if you guys can have a get-together, go bowling or something, I mean, you know. She can go along. She can go bowling. I mean, you know, it's just something every once in a while, though. I mean, but I think yeah. she got would have to be included in that, though. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Yeah. She yeah, had yeah. to be and included. Again, and, again, good words, and, and, and that's exactly the way it is. I mean, we all hang out. And right now, my, my, my female friend and my wife have, have evolved their own friendship. I mean, that, she would never come home and say, I don't want to, unless they had a falling out that I didn't know about. But now, again, like, they talk to each other on Facebook or call each other or whatever. So, I mean, it is what it is. But it was done the right way. It wasn't like yeah. I'm going to slide in here and I'm going to sneak it up on you, you know, on our wedding day and say, oh, by the way, I got this female friend that we've been friends forever. Booyah, here she is. No, it didn't happen that way. And she, my wife was always included. And to this day, it's always included. And do I go out? Alone, no, because there's just not that many opportunities because I'm always hanging out with my wife. You see what I'm saying? So I understand what y'all are coming from, but if it's done the right way, then there's not going to be a trust issue. My main, my main goal has always been for my wife to be comfortable with that situation. If she wasn't comfortable with that situation from the beginning, then I would have had to find a way to make her feel comfortable, which, I, you know, it is what it is. Wait, so you and would, again, you like would make said, a compromise. You, I mean, you, you just said... If your wife wasn't comfortable, in the pretty much you're going to make her be comfortable with it. Some kind I of way you're going to. In the beginning. But she was comfortable in the beginning because she was bringing something to the table herself. Okay, but, but okay, Don't I'm, forget I'm just backing up. Okay, I got that. But you, you, just said, you just said something else. You just said if she wasn't comfortable with it, you would make her be comfortable with it. Sure. So, and let me break that down to you. Okay. Let me break that down to you. Okay. If your wife was in a relationship in the past where her ex cheated on her. Okay? So that's her memory of her last guy. Now she's with you. And she's not comfortable being with a man thinking that he's going to be faithful to her. How do you make her feel comfortable with you 
knowing that you're not going to cheat on her. That's different. What do you have to do? That's different. That's different. No, no, no. It's not different. What do you have to do to make her feel comfortable? What do you have I'm to do? Gonna have to, There's I'm certain gonna have steps to. you have to take, right? Yeah, it's a lot of steps you got to take. Not, not, I mean, not I'm not going to be taking, I'm not going to be, I'm not going to be doing all this head over heels stuff, but I'm going to, you know, if, if I tell you I'm going somewhere, I'm going to be there. If I tell you I'm going to call you, I'm going to call you. I'm not going to be coming in saying, hey, I'm going to go get some bread and come back five hours later without one loaf. I'm not going to be doing nothing stupid. But at the same time, I'm saying that making her comfortable with another human being is different than trying to say, or uh, is different than compromising with her and saying, hey, you know, this is my friend. If she just say, hands down, I don't want it, that the girl just made me mad, I'm pissed off, I don't like her, be done with her. She's over here. She can't call my house no more. You can't if you can't fix it. You're saying, and what the fellows is trying to say all night is, when you make a choice, which side you're going to sit on, it would probably be just feel comfortable to the one, to the wife that you choose to marry. Hey, I feel more comfortable that he's going to choose me. Therefore, he can hang out with whoever he want to hang out with. But I got to feel comfortable that he's going to choose me. If he have a if he have a choice between this or that or this person or me, I got to always be in the in the seat that. I know that I'm going to be chosen first. I'm going to be chosen, not the other choice. And if that's the case, then you might as well be with that other choice. That's how women, a lot of women think. I ain't going to say every woman, but I'm going to say a lot of women think like that. Not mine. Obviously. So if your wife knew knew that another friendship with another woman came before her, she would be like, she would be okay with that. The friendship was before her. Why you keep saying came before her? It was before her. Now, now she That's is what before you the get. friendship. Once you once you married her, she becomes before the friendship. The relationship between you and your wife comes before the friendship. So if you had to if if you had to pin it up again and you had to choose one, if you had to choose one, the comfortability is I would always choose my wife. But you're not saying that. No, I'm not saying that because, and I'm not saying that because I don't have to choose. I've never had to choose, and I've done everything that I have to do to make her feel comfortable with the situation. And she's done everything that she to to make me feel comfortable. So if she comes to me and says that, then I'm gonna be a little thrown off. That's what I'm saying. So I, you know, again, we may I don't know what definitively what, what would happen at that time, but she would definitely have to say, okay, well, this is why. I want you to cut this person off. And if it's a valid reason, it could be a valid reason. Something could happen. It could be a valid reason. And I'll, I'll be like, okay, well, you know, it's making sense. But if it's not a valid you can't come to me with a valid reason why all of a sudden now we got to break this agreement that we made since, since before me and you? No. So you're saying every agreement you kept before you got married, it must remain throughout your marriage. I'm talking, I'm talking about this one because there's a lot okay, of reasons. Okay, let's, let's just broken. say that one. Let's just and say you know that. Okay, no, no, let's just say that one. If it's an agreement before you got married, do you, do you say that it has to remain that way in, in to, for, throughout the marriage? If What's she an say, agreement, if you say If you say you can't be with this woman, if she say you can't be with this woman no more, you mean to tell me you're going to bring that up? You're going to bring up, hey, you, hey, well, you, you said that I can be friends with her. You already knew she was before you, and, you know, I don't care if you don't like her. You made the agreement before we was married that this is going to be my friend throughout the marriage. If she say, well, I changed my mind, you mean to tell me you're going to bring that up at that time, 
Hey, this is my well, friend. You listen, already listen, said listen, that. Listen, listen, what we're talking about is a moot point. They're both, those two are now friends. So it's not going to happen. It's what I'm, I'm, talking about in most, I'm talking about in yeah. most scenarios. I'm sorry. It is ahead. a moot point. It, it is a moot point. It's a moot point. I was right. just going to say if we could get back to the brother's keeper part. That's not interesting, okay? Go ahead, say That's not hard, okay? Goodness. Go ahead, Stan. That's, you, you, <laughs> I mean, that's, a, that's a simple answer. I mean, yes, yeah, some people might have that particular problem where they, uh, you know, they have a friend or somebody that they're, uh, you know, they're spending so much time with that their wife, you know, doesn't, uh, doesn't feel like they're getting the attention they need. But that's an, that's an easy answer. Rodney, the, the the conversation has metamorphosed into something that's a lot more polarizing. <laughs> okay. There you go. Stan, go ahead. Yeah. You had to. You had to. You had to say something. Yeah, yeah. The the problem I'm listening, and I agree with one of the brother, is it's not because you're married to somebody, and let's say you're a friend. I'm not even going to go to the opposite sex. I'm just talking about best friends, guys that you've been hanging out for 20 years that you've known that knows you. There's some women that will basically tell you it's either you leave those guys, and I know many people got married, and they forgot all those friends that they used to hang out with. All of them don't exist anymore at all. Don't see them anymore. Don't spend time with them anymore. Don't look at them anymore. Since they've been married, they forgot about all that because a lot of times they have the pressure of the wife or the girlfriend saying, you're still going to his place. You're still hanging out with those friends. You're still doing this and everything. You're married now. You're not allowed to do this anymore. Is that right? Mm. I don't believe that's right. I don't believe that's mm. right at all. And I don't believe a woman has the right to ask you to choose between the marriage and your friends that you've been there tight, who are basically your brothers, for 20 years. And a lot of women do that. And a lot of brothers don't stand up and say, no, I'm not going to accept that. I love you, but I, you are part of my life. You're not my life. Oh, wow. So your wife's not your life. That's interesting. She's part of my life. She's not my life. Your life, you're, you're the m- number one person, most important person in this world is you. After that, you could put your wife number two and everything. But your oh, friends are. Oh, that ain't no marriage that you're talking about, brother. I don't know what you're talking about, but wait, no. Wait, 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 wait. If you put your wife before your own thing, you think if you're not happy and you're saying the happiness of your wife is more important than your own happiness, you think you're going to have a great marriage? Absolutely. No, you're not. Not even, no, not. not even a question. No, no, no. If you, if you don't, if you don't respect yourself and love yourself first. You think you're not going to get a great man? Okay, let's say you put your wife and everything, you put number, number three or number four or number five of yourself and forget about what you need to do and make yourself happy, you're not going to have a happy marriage. We're one. Yeah. We're one and one. Me and my wife are one and one. But, I, but if it came you down to it, one yeah. And one. Have... You, see, uh-huh. you can't have a one and one. You see, which happiness is more? Yours is more important or your wife? Uh, yeah, I don't know what you're talking about, dude, but you ain't talking about no marriage. Because well, a marriage is combining together of two individuals into one. The, no, the, only, no, the, the only third party is party is God. And, and I know that you know we're, we're not supposed to get into church, but absolutely, I can't put any type of pleasure or happiness or the you know the things that I want that can't trump trump always trump. So you believe the philosophy? Wait, hold, hold on. Uh, I agree with the funny talking guy there real quick. Um, I agree with him. In my first marriage, I put Spanish happiness ahead of mine. Stan, I agree with 
100%. I put my first wife's happiness ahead of mine, and we ended in divorce. And it took that for me to learn that I have to be happy first. That's right. And I have to be with someone that understands that I have to be happy being me. Because what we often get in trouble in a marriage is we, we start changing as we get older. And so as the as the change happens, we have to make sure that we're with someone that we're compatible with and they will love and appreciate us as we change for who we are. We don't need to feel like we're on pins and needles whenever we're, we're around our wives. True, you are one. I get what you're saying. God is the leader of the marriage. I understand that also. But you have to make sure that you are right with yourself first. No, no one's questioning that, but the, the same no, no, thing no, goes no, for her, includes, too. The, the same thing goes with her, too. Ultimately, she's going to have to make sacrifices and yield to certain things that, you know, bring me pleasure. I mean, that's, that's ultimately what I see I'm marriage talking, as. I'm not that, talking about sacrifice to make someone else happy. I'm talking about you being happy with yourself. Exactly. You're with yourself. Because, because if you don't even have that basic, because you could, have, you could be with a wife, with a woman, that you're doing everything that you can be as a man, and you, she's still not happy. She still doesn't take consideration. I, are you, are you responsible I, for that? Can I make, You're not. Can I make You're a not. suggestion just so, just so everybody can meet in the middle, and, and maybe I'm being passive-aggressive, but uh, if, if one person's way works for them, great. But the, the, the thing that Stan is basically saying, which I also agree with, is that as a human being, as a son of God, your first duty is to what you believe, which is God and whatever you practice. That's written. Your second thing is for yourself to make sure that you can be a provider and you can be this. I understand in theory, like the other brother, that we want this other human being to feel and operate the same because that's the law that we're operating under. But I think we're, 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 y'all both are saying the same thing. You just got different roads to get there. You are saying you trust the system in, in what you and your wife is operating under. Great. But Stan is saying, I trust the system, but I have to make sure I'm cognizant that she can betray the system at any time because she's a human being too. It doesn't mean that she will. It doesn't mean that she's thinking about it. It's just that I can't be mad if she decides, like so many people in church do, I'm not going to follow God's law. Well, why are you getting divorced? Because we grew apart. Where, what, what, what section of the Bible is that? Because I think I can do better. What, what section of the Bible is that? So I'm not belittling what you're saying. It's just I'm saying you guys are both getting to your roads differently, but that doesn't mean neither one of you is right or wrong. And let me also say something, too. Um, if you're in a marriage and you're thinking that way, you know, like she's got to be happy and my happiness is really not that important and secondary, you're no good to that marriage because you're a miserable man. You ain't happy with yourself. How are you going to make a woman happy? You ain't even happy with yourself. How you, gonna you, know, you know how many brothers are doing that? Yourself? You know how many brothers are doing that? That they're ready to sacrifice their own life. They're ready to sacrifice everything for their wife. Everything. Yeah. Everything yeah. for their wife. Their friendship, but that, but, but, their, 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 their sport, everything that they work hard to become who they are. And sure. as soon as the wife says no, it's over. But I don't think we should, I, I don't think we should be, we should 
negatively approach that theory in such a way. This is just my suggestion. Because at the end of the day, those gentlemen need to find out for themselves or they need to write the great book on how it worked. Because yeah, see, yeah, I, so, so, no, I, I don't think we need to say that it's, it's not a good thing. It's just that, like many of you gentlemen, we've seen too many people who tried to do it come back to us crying in the barbershop, and that's where we're speaking from. But maybe this person will be able to write that great book on how it's achieved. And, and part of that is picking the right woman to begin you with. You got it, because like I said, you guys are complete and take, totally taking what I am saying out of context. Absolutely. If I am not happy with myself, um, you know, before the marriage, during the marriage, absolutely, I'm going to be no good to her during. My whole point is, is that my pleasure or what ultimately brings me joy absolutely can't can't trump a concern that she might have if she has you know f- you know for whatever reason an issue with you know one of my friends or something that I'm doing I can't just push that to the side and say you know what I'm going to make her see my point of view to me that yes, absolutely is not marriage and you know it's and if that's how I feel then I should have never gotten marriage but no, I, I got certainly take the point, and I agree with the point that, yes, I have to be happy with myself. But that doesn't mean that, you know, when it comes down to it, whatever it is that ultimately brings me pleasure can never be compromised for my wife. Because, like I said, I feel like if that's the way I think or if that's the way anybody thinks, it's just it's too easy just not to get married. Yeah, but what I'm saying is you have you, – but you still have a point of view. And what if your mm-hmm. point of view makes you happy? What if this point yeah. of view is something that you enjoy? Let's just say it's going to the ball game with your boys, and she's like, nah, I don't like that. You like? I want exactly. to be home with or, me. Or, and, you're or, like, or, you're like, and you're like, wait a minute, I enjoy this. This is something that I enjoy. I enjoy playing golf. I enjoy going fishing. I enjoy with these people. That's my, you know, my time away from you. There's certain, absolutely, there are certain things that can absolutely get just plain old fact ridiculous. And, yes, that's right. something that is just ridiculous. But certain things that are worth discussing, i.e., uh, relationships of the opposite sex, I can't just, you know, uh, disregard that. And, I, and, I, and I'm sorry, I just have a hard time putting that on the same level as me going to the, uh, you know, me going to the ballpark with my boys or me playing golf or something with my boys. To me, that's just not, that's just not polarizing. To me, that's just controlling. But, you know, when it, when it comes down to it, you know, me in a relationship with the, uh, the opposite sex, if she at some point or another expresses, you know, discontent with that and I just push that to the side, then, you know, to, to me, then I probably shouldn't be with my wife. I should probably be with the woman that, uh, you know, is that much more important than, uh, you know, the, than my wife. And you know what? And let me apologize because I can't expect anybody that's not in that situation to explain it because it is a different one. Today's marriage may be more uh, uh, understanding. A 2014 marriage may be more understanding because people are more, hey, we got friends all over the place. But an old school marriage is definitely, and it sounded pretty old school when people can't have friends of the opposite sex. Sounds pretty old school to me. But I understand if you guys aren't in it, you don't, uh, you know, so maybe I shouldn't have brought it up because it seems like people are having a difficult time understanding that people can have friends of the opposite sex and it won't destroy your marriage. No, no one's saying you can't have friends of the opposite sex. At least, okay, I, I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is that but if, do you? 
Do you? If, do you? Yeah, 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 sure. I have, friend, I have friends of the opposite sex, but if my spouse were at any point in time to say, hey, look, I'm not comfortable with you doing this, I'm not just going to sweep that under the rug, or I'm not going to say at the end of the day I am going to make her see my, her, my point of view, and, and because at the end of the day, to me, nothing, you know, with the exception of God, is more, is more important than her. So that so, I'm not so, so saying that any way, by any way, stretch of imagination, that you can't have friends of the opposite sex. I'm not saying that what you're doing is wrong because, like you said, you've expressed you you know you've expressed that you've said your wife's cool with it. My only thing is, whatever it is, if my wife expresses to me that she has you know uh, some type of problem with something that I have going on in my life, that you know I I can't just sweep that under the rug and say you know what you got to get over it. But there are things that are going to come up. Well, you're going to have to say, you're going to get over it. And I'm going to give you an example. Exactly. And I'm going to give you an example. I'll give you an example. So let's say you join a bowling league. One night a week. (laughs) Go ahead. You're going to close the home now, brother. Go ahead. (laughs) Well, a bowling league, one night a week. Just one night a week. Right? And now, it's one night a week. She's cool with that. But in order for you to be good at this bowling league, you've got to practice another night. She's mm-hmm. like, well, you know, I've got to practice my bowling lights on Wednesday, but Tuesday I want to be ready for Wednesday, so I'm going to take a couple hours and I'm going to practice. But I'll be home. I ain't going to be there all night. And then she says, you know what? I don't like that bowling because it's taking you away from me, and I need you away from me. I, need you, I think I need you to give up bowling. Mm-hmm. There's a crossroad right there where you'll be like, nah, mm-hmm. but I enjoy this. This is something that I like. Why do I have to stop this? And her argument, yeah. is, begun, her argument is because you're abusing it. I gave you one night, and now you're taking two nights. You're two nights, and that's exactly. Gonna be two nights, and that's going to be her, her argument. But to you, you're going to say, no, nah, I'm not doing anything wrong. I'm not going to the club. I'm not cheating. I'm not drinking. I'm not smoking weed. I'm not gambling away our money. I'm just bowling. Mm-hmm. So how do you justify what she says? How do you yeah. just lay down and say, well, okay, you know what? You're right, honey. I'm going to stop bowling. No, and it's, it's definitely worth a concern. I'm saying I'm not just going to sweep it under the rug, and I'm not saying that, hey, at the end of the day, uh, you know, the, the end result is going to be me bowling on two nights because it just might not be. You know, it might, at, the end of the, at the end of the day, I might have to compromise and say, well, you know, maybe I bowl, I have my one night a week of bowling, and I bowl and I practice every other week. All I'm saying is I can never just complete and totally disregard my wife's feelings. That's, that's my whole point. To me, that is irresponsible nope. as, a, as, nope. as a husband. Okay, you must have been hearing the wrong. I'm not ever going to disregard my wife's feelings. I'm never going to just sweep it under the rug. I don't even know how we got to that far. I said I want to know where it came from. I want to know why are you saying this all of a sudden, and you knew this is what we agreed upon before we even got married. Why are all of a sudden now? What did I do to make you uncomfortable with this, 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 this relationship? What did I? No, do? you I took it a know. step further and said that at the end of the day, you're going to make her more comfortable, and that's the part I that I take exception to. I don't I take exception with wanting an explanation. That's only, uh, you know, I mean, that's, that's you know, that's only, that's only right. My whole point is That's it sounds like, hey, look, at the end of the day, you know, you're going to end up doing what you want to do. Can I ask a question? Go ahead. No, 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 no. After you finish. Uh, oh, well, and, and he misunderstood that fact, too. I said in the beginning of the relationship. I heard that. I got you. While we're dating, and I say, well, this is the deal. Now, if I say I've got a female friend, we've been friends forever. At that point, I've got to make her comfortable with that fact. I can't just say, I've got this female friend, we've been friends forever. Be comfortable with it. Because she might be like, I don't know, I'm not used to that. 
So now I've got to bring you around the girl. we all got to hang out. I've got to do things so you'll know that we've been friends forever. There's nothing going on. I have to make her comfortable. That's the point that I'm making. I'm not going to make you comfortable three, four years into the marriage. I should have been doing that all along. Mm-hmm. So I'm saying if she gets if she gets uncomfortable for whatever her rationale is, sure, absolutely. You go and you ask her why, you know, what is making you uncomfortable. She gives you her reason. You're stating at the, you know, at the end of the day, if that reason isn't acceptable enough for you, you're going to end up, you know, choosing whatever it is you're doing um, and disregarding her feelings. That's what I'm, no, that's, no, no, that's no, ultimately no, what I'm no. hearing. It, it's not disregard our feelings. I'm not. I hear you, and I respect your feelings. I'm just going a different direction. Gotcha. gotcha. You know and I agree I, that I understand. I'm going in a different direction. I'm going gotcha. in the original direction. Okay, go ahead. Yeah. Well, go ahead. <laughs> go ahead. Go ahead, Stan. I'm sorry. No, no, I agree with this. This is a, a huge, huge debate that we're talking about because. Like like you said, it could be bullying, it could be friendship, it could be this. I'm telling you, and I know personal friends that used to used to do sports, used to do this activities, and since they've been married, no more. Yeah. All the stuff that used to define them of who they are, they used to be in shape, they used to go to the gym, they used to no more because the wife wasn't comfortable anymore. Because the wife didn't accept them from the beginning of, I got married to this man who used to do all those things. Am I ready to accept that this man needs to do those things? Because, yes, you are my wife, but my life is not going to stop because you're just my wife. You're going to be part of my life. I, I agree with you, Stan, on, on, on that case. And, 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 and in that area, I think that there's deeper issues with the relationship if you're having to, uh, you know, to, to concede so much to appease your wife. I think, you know, from there, I 150% agree with you. Where the, the part we're having the disconnect is I don't place every situation on the same level. I don't place, you know, uh, a sports or, you know, or leisurely activity or even hanging out with a man, you know, someone of the same sex as I do a polarizing topic. I, don't, I can't put that into the same perspective as as a you know a friendship with an opposite sex you know to me if all of a sudden my wife one day out of the blue despite the fact that she might have been okay with it before we got married if she is no longer okay with that that's a topic of discussion um you know that uh, you know we we have to come to we have to come to some type of terms to the point where she can be comfortable you know with it i just can't continue status quo if she's upset with it over that now you know something issued topics that i don't consider to be polarizing you know bowling you know uh, uh sports weightlifting whatever it is you know that uh, you know to me isn't as uh, as conflicting yeah that's something i'm not going to concede on because if i have to concede we have bigger issues in our relationship so you know you know i want to say to tony and rodney um something i found very interesting for for the christian brothers who who are online uh, Kevin Durant and his fiance are both Christian, yet they called off the wedding because of differences in their Christianity. You know, when you guys get a chance in your in your regular walks in life, please discuss that oddity, and, and, and you know, let the rest of us secular people understand it. Because um, say that one, say that one more time, classy. Both of them are Christian, <laughs> but. She decided, and this was her talking, not him. He's been pretty quiet. She decided that they wasn't going to go through or they got a quick divorce, I forgot which, because they have differences in their Christianity, end quote. 
So where have we gotten to, you know, because I, I hear Stan and, you know, Yasha when he calls. I, I, I hear the urgency of brothers pay attention. I, I do agree with married guys who are like, you know, you got to love love and, you know, marriage is a great thing. But when people are now calling stuff off because – now, I don't know the integral stuff behind it, you know, and you really got to know that. But it's like it's getting weird out there. It's, it's like I run into ladies who have divorced decent dudes for irreconcilable or – I just felt like I can do better, like one woman told me, and I stopped dating her instantly when she told me that. Yeah, I saw her dating a good dude. He dressed nice. He talked to her on the phone. Well, do you need anything? You're good. Now, they divorced. He's still treating her like a cool friend. Why did you divorce this cat? It finally came out. I just felt I could do better. Nah, nah. You, yeah. so, so that's what I hear when I hear Stan. It's like, there's this thing going out there in the world now, both Christian and secular, where these human beings and ladies sometimes are up here. They don't have a bad man. They don't have a man hitting them. They don't have a man cheating. But they still decide, you know what, I want him to operate differently. <laughs> and it's like, wow, come on, are you serious? I, I don't know. I don't know. So I, I was just interested, you know, in uh, what the result would be if you and Rodney had talked one day about that Kevin Durant situation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, one thing, Classy, we don't, I mean, when people got money, they do different things. They do ridiculous stuff. I mean, when you when you got everybody in Class Z and everybody making 24000 a year, and their mind frames are different, so we ain't going to get it. In the, to no to no small discussion about no Christianity stuff because we trying to make it together with this forty eight thousand dollars. When you put your peas in my in my bag and I put mine in your bag, we trying to rub two nickels together. But in their situation, when you know they got millions to burn, I mean you can you can say, hey, my religion is white flowers every Sunday, or else you, you, it's over with. You know, or, or you can even take it to that Atlanta housewives chick who got married to that dude. And uh, and she basically flew him and lived with her house in her house. But uh, but in in this case or in most cases, you know, we 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 on this level. We're not in we're not on the level where we got billions and we can make those kind of decisions. Uh, you know, if you don't buy me a red Ferrari, we get a divorce Monday. We we don't make those kind of decisions, you know. But in our case, you know, we try to stay. Uh, Christian or whatever the case is, if we're the same religion, we're trying to make it work. And we, the reason why we're on this phone call is trying to make it work and stay together, you know, regardless of the fact. We made the choice to sit with this woman. We made the choice to marry this woman. And we got to try to hang tough in there to stick with her. Mm. Good words. What about the church? I'm glad he brought that up. Let's talk about the church. Let's talk yeah, what about you want to know about it. Let, let's talk about relationships formed because of a new church that, that somebody would go to or friends that people may have that go to the church. Should church members be screened for friendship? Or should we just be friends with them because they're in the church? 
Don't no, you, you screen right every. You screen a church member just like you met him in a bar. Mm-hmm. Speak just because they in church don't mean they, you know, they're a good fit or whatever. No doubt about that. Anybody else? Yeah. I mean, you know, that, that, I that, think that, even that, more I mean, so. And if you're in the church, if, if people in the church, you know, that's where you meet most of the the devil. <laughs> you know, they they in there because they're getting away from something. They in there because they, you know, they 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 got to turn away from something, or they in there searching for a new woman. You know, so you got you got predators in there, and they need to be screened even more so. At least the people that you meet at the bar, you know exactly where they're coming from because they let you know what it is up front. But people in the church, you got to try to dig through their garbage to try to figure out what's wrong with them. As a matter of fact, uh, I know me and my wife, we kind of discriminate against friends in the church uh, because that opens up a potential for a whole other dynamic. Uh, you may meet somebody, or we may meet a couple in the church, and they may be cool and everything, but let's just say that this couple, and it presents this chance for something like this to happen. Well, you know, I heard Pastor, you know, he uh, had a little trouble with his wife last year. You know, he did some things that, you know, may not have been. And, you know, see, I don't have time for that. Mm-hmm. You know, going going down that road. So uh, my... When I go to church, I, I go to church for me. I'm not trying to go to church to click up or anything else like that. That's that's just me and my wife. So do you keep your church people uh, different from your friendship, from your, your your boys that you that you've already known, or do you put them on the same level, or do you kind of like? Well, they they are they are they automatically separate by the simple fact that they're church people. Well, I'm church people, but I mean, we don't go to the same church. I mean, I mean, we don't go to the same church. Oh, you're just talking about just ch- same church type people. Right, exactly, exactly. Because it opens the door. I mean, it opens the door for gossip and all the other type of distractions. And before you know it, you start going to church to hook up with your friends instead of for what you're supposed to be there for. So you think that that church people should be on the same level as your associates at work? Uh. I think, me personally, because a church broke up my first marriage, uh, I'm really leery of church, uh, people in in my church. And uh, I talked to my wife about that when we were dating, and uh, she feels the same way. Uh, so we kind of, we, we, don't, we don't get close to church people in my church. Wow. Even if they, okay. even, they could, even if they can be completely cool <laughs> Yeah, right. Even if they could be completely cool, you know, they could be like the best people ever. But no, we don't. We don't get close to them. Uh, but, but you know what? It's the same. It's the same way. Where I think you would not get close to the fellow karate students at your dojo. You're there to practice karate. You and your wife. And sure. You are there to get instruction. You're cordial to to the students. But that don't mean that we hang it out. Hmm. That's an interesting perspective. So, um, well, are you, but do you make it a point, though, to uh, to hang around people who go to other churches, though, or, or are those those people excluded, too, meaning that all your all your oh, friends? No, we're not talking about we 
people that go to church. No, I mean, I'm friends with people on the phone right here. Uh, I'm just talking about our church in particular because uh, it opens it, it really it opens up the chance for you know some some extra you know extra extra stuff in church you know you're looking for the word familiarity yeah so you're trying to avoid certain temptations right you know I don't want to start you know oh you know there go Ike you know you know he drank you know he was drinking the night before and now he is in church shouting like he ain't got no sense. You know, uh, or you know, it, it opens it opens the door for a lot. You know, a lot of different things. You know, you know, because people are judgmental by nature. You know, and, and you mm-hmm. never know some. You never know someone's true intent, or you never really really know what someone's really about. And, you know, I've I've tried. I I was a naive about it at first. You know, and uh, we had met a couple, and then someone said something. And the moment he said, the guy said something about past. The moment he said something about past, I said, Oh, that's it. He's done. That's it. I'm not, I'm not. I'm not going down that road trying to hear gossip or, or any of that garbage. Hmm. Interesting. So you so you're avoiding temptation. Nice. But the church, the, the people, the people in the church, you gotta understand. I I feel where you're coming from, Mike. Because the people in the church, the only thing they have to, in common uh, is things that happen in the church. Uh, right. I, I, I tried to I tried to have uh, socialites or, or people in the church to 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 you know come over and eat and break bread and let's go horseback ride and all this other stuff, but the conversation always stemmed around you know if I got you know let's order a pepperoni pizza oh, pepperoni do you know that's pork right you know and it's always uh, a magnifying glass on whatever you do I mean you know yeah I'm uh, I'm a Christian but. You know, if my boys want to have a drink with me, or if they, I mean, Andrew make a killer iced tea, none iced. I don't even know what you call it. I, but oh my Long Island, Long Island, iced Long, tea. Long Island. That's that's a, not an iced tea. I I don't know what it is. It's a drink. It ain't, so, got, it ain't got no iced tea. <laughs> ain't got no iced tea. A tealess iced tea. But you know, I would have never known that if a man would have came over and 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 just. I mean, I felt comfortable. Being around people that are in the church, but have their hair down, so to speak. Right, and remember, Darren. Like I said, you know, I was in a church in my first marriage that broke up my broke up my marriage. Yeah, so you got already you got some stigmas behind that. Absolutely, oh, big time. Yeah, so you you are you. I'm, I'm surprised you went back to church. <laughs> <laughs> But but you know I I understand where you you know I almost not let this uh, you know people need help sometimes and I almost not help this couple just because they they came from the church and you know that wasn't my call that was God's call but I almost not helped them just because I don't want church people knowing my business you know what I mean I like to eat pork I like to you know me and my wife drink a cup of wine and you know we like to listen to some secular music every now and again but. You know, I don't want nobody going to church telling my business what goes on in my house. So I started to say no, and and, and bypass or by, look past what what they what their problem was, and just say no because I don't want you to I don't want to associate with you like this on this close of a level because I don't want my business getting back around at the church. Well, thank God that didn't happen, but that's what I was thinking. That's the first thing I was thinking. I think people. Well, this, I think this is people really. Interesting to me. This is really, really interesting to me. Um, it is to me too. Why? Because the, 
Hey, but Rodney, why don't you? Hmm? Why don't uh, we let Classy say... talk and then? Because oh, go I think go me and you get ready to say the same thing. <laughs> no, no, no. no. I, I, I'm curious why it's interesting to you guys. I'm, I'm curious. Yeah, this, with this show, well, I ain't gonna say. Go ahead, y'all. Yeah, I, I'm just, I'm just interested, uh, and uh, this is just very uh, interesting to me that you know you brothers are talking about. You know, we're talking about in my my brother's keeper, um, the first half of the topic tonight, and that's rooted in the Bible and church stuff, but yet and still your own brothers that sit next to you in the pews, you you just basically say that you openly avoid them and prefer a non oh, I, I don't know if you prefer okay, a, let me, I don't know let what me, you're saying. Whether me, you prefer me, a non Christian, a secular person, or you just prefer no, no, a person that doesn't go to your church. I, go ahead, class. I'm, I'm, I'm going to say what, I, what, what I, I'm saying about it, and I don't know if the other people feel the same. But here's the thing. When you're practicing whatever you're practicing, it is for you. And where you need work at, you don't want to interact with individuals where you are weak at your work. So look at it from a martial arts standpoint. If I know I have a problem protecting my kidney and my blocking on that side is garbage. I'm not going to then interact with anybody who may cause me to get too comfortable where they see or or, or know of my exposed weaknesses, right? Spirituality is supposed to be something, in my mind, where you're practicing for the things unseen, whatever they may be. Some people call them demons, energies. Some people call them human beings. But I look at it from that standpoint. It's not so much of a dislike for the church-going people or more like for the secular people. I think it's a I know me, I know where I'm at currently, and I know what I don't want to interact with that may cause me to come out of my progress. Yeah. I don't think yeah. So, so so classy well, and, 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 and that's what that's what I'm trying to say too. He's he's using all other demonstrations, but the same thing is what Ike and I are saying is a lot you get you got so many people that are judgmental in the church that you don't want them to see your weak spot so they can go back and tell on you. Uh and and if they wasn't so judgmental and you will be feel you'll feel more comfortable around these type of people. Now, if I get a like-minded person that's in, that I got in the church that's like-minded and he's not going to mind me, you know, saying or doing what I'm doing in, in, in his presence, and he's not going to judge me by, you know, doing whatever I'm doing. That's not really a sin. He's not going to judge my pepperoni pizza. He's not going to judge me drinking a, a tealess iced tea. And he's not going to judge me and, you know, listen to some secular music. Then, you know, I'm cool with you coming over, but I don't want to, you know, I don't want to get sideways looks at church because some, you don't told somebody, yeah, that ain't no real Christian. I don't even believe, I can't even believe he a deacon because guess what I saw him do? And it becomes so, it doesn't became so judgmental that you don't have time to, to filter through, through relationships like that. I don't want to learn nobody like that. I'd rather just be... I just want to be a, a, a human being and, and enjoy myself. Not one of these ones that's got to guard my guard my side, as as Classy puts it. 
you know, uh, when people come around just so they can look at my weaknesses and not look at me as a as a as a prospering person in in, in Lord, you know. So what about the flip side of that though? The it, what about but, the individuals that are, um, you know, are, are looking for, you know, possibly the same thing that that you are, you know, or the individual that's struggling with, you know, whatever demons that they're they're struggling with, and you know, they're looking for companionship, in, uh, you know, in, you know, at your church, and you know, and the thing that, you know, it's it's the the thing they struggle with is, you know, hey, they can't find anybody to get close with because, hey, everybody that comes to to this church refuses to. Um, you know, refuses to break bread, or you know, refuses to refuses to socialize. I just, I, I, I certainly hear what everyone's saying. I can certainly, you know, understand that perspective. But, you know, um, you know, for me, I think that you could potentially be missing out on, uh, on ministering and and um and fellowshipping. Uh, you know, well, I'm talking about really, 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 really need. I'm talking, I'm talking about from a tense of. I had experience, just like 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 Ike. He's talking from experience, uh, from experience, a point of view. He's not talking going in and saying nope, 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 nope. He said he gave it a try. With now, like-minded people gonna gravitate together. Now, you're not gonna, you know, if you like, if I, if I'm like-minded, then naturally we are gonna click. But if I find out you are sneaking, you know, behind my back and saying something, then that's all. But you know, all the people who are just super churchy, I right, you ain't coming around me. Here's a uh, monkey wrench to that theory, the uh, gentleman with me. So the opportunity to possibly, uh, uh, as you said, minister, minister to someone or whatever. What if you're not ready? What if you're spiritually not there for that event? What if part of, because I tell people all the time, when you're counseling anyone, you need to come from a standpoint of not trying to be right, but to help. So what if your weakness not being able to block that kidney that, that, that kidney punch would actually do more harm to them interacting than it would not? You see what I'm saying? I, I, I had to get to be a very patient, and Stanley has heard me before. I had to get to a, a very patient point in my life to deal with nasty black folks. I'm not used to it. In West Coast, people get hurt for being nasty. But when I moved to the South, I realized people were nasty on the regular and surprised when you bucked at them back because that's just who they are and how they get down. So me in turn, I had to, you know what, let me get more humble. That that was my spiritual journey. Let me get a bit more well-fed and focused when I do talk. That's why you try to hear me hit these points and get out y'all way. Because if I sit up here and say the same sentence over and over and over again to prove my point, now I become part of the problem. So look at it from that standpoint. And and also what I was saying, uh, not not just so much for the judgmental people, but also because people have a lot of uh, views uh, that go to church and like like I've said, you know, it, it it creates the chance to hear gossip, you know, and, and, and I don't like, I don't want to introduce that distraction into uh, me and my wife's uh, church-going uh, relationship or our church health. So I don't need my wife thinking about something that she heard about the pastor, something that she heard about somebody on the deacon board, and, and you know, I don't want to deal with that either. So 
in order to keep it clean, uh, we just keep the outside uh, at bay. So, 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 let me just say. Um, so you're saying that you just avoid friendships within the church for the specific reason that you think it might go awry, that it might go negative. And I, and uh, I say that, and I, and I add a piece to is that, it. Is that a question, or is that opening up to your speech? <laughs> <laughs> Let me know if you want me to answer. Okay. Uh, I'm, I'm going to give you a chance to answer, but I want to throw in, I want to slide in a little bit of additional piece and say that, you know, what if, what if we met at church? And, you know, now we're cool, we're friends, you know. I know you or whatever, but we didn't meet at church. So you're saying that basically we would have never been friends or cordial or anything because you would have avoided me for the potential that I would have did the church gossip thing, which I don't do, and we would have never had a friendship just because we go to the same church. Is that what you're saying? I'm saying that if, if and, and who say we didn't meet at church, because I've been to your church. Um, <laughs> I you just to a church. <laughs> you just don't remember me, and I don't remember you. Um, okay. <laughs> we, we we both been to the same building on a Sunday doing church service. Okay. Um, That's fair. Uh, I'm just saying, I'm not going to say that we wouldn't be friends. I'm just saying that it, it would, we wouldn't be friends as quickly. It, it would really <laughs> take some time. <laughs> And I'm if, but if I continue, but here's the thing, here's the thing, Rodney, if I continue to go to your church, then, you know, no, no, not at all. We know. Thanks for being honest. Being honest. Yeah. Salvage, salvaging, you know, I think I'm cool. Maybe you think I'm cool. I don't know, but. Yeah, yeah. Salvaging, no, think, right, cool, but. You're salvaging potential relationships just because y'all go to the same building on Sunday because you think that that person is going to go negative on you about right, the church going on in the church or about your personal, you know, business, your marriage life, or whatever the case may be, you know? Right. I mean, I mean, it's, it's, it's my, it's my, uh, it's my personal choice. And, uh, it's something that me and my wife both, uh, agree on. And, uh, that's how we operate. I don't expect everybody to agree with it. I mean, hell, at the same token, right now I can go to a strip club. No, no problem. Yeah, I gotta. I think that I, I think that I think that when that kind of activity um, is preventing you from fellowshipping, because mm. I mean, if 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 that's the case, stay home and watch it on TV. I think that if you're gonna go to church, the, one of the benefits is to fellowship, and like the other brother was saying, is that, is that a benefit be, or is that a requirement? Because you say stay home because you don't fellowship. Well, I mean, is that in the Bible? To me, it, to me, it's always been a benefit—a benefit to fellowship at church. It's always from your perspective. From from my perspective. I got a. Hey. Uh, I got a question. Oh, I got a I question. Go um, I mean, like he said, um, I, I believe the same thing. At one time, I used to go to big churches. Um, I go to New Birth in Atlanta, Georgia. Y'all probably heard of it, Bishop Eddie Long. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. yeah I go. That, yeah. I used to go to his church. I used to go to his church um, down the street from me. But um, I used to think too. Cause I grew up as a kid going to big churches. But then I found out too, it got to the point where the the, the kid, the people that I grew up in church with, got up in my business about certain things. You know, it, it started getting into like a cliquish 
a clickish kind of atmosphere. Sure. Where um, you got people that holier than thou on one side, and then you got people on the, in the world on the other side, and then it's just, the church has got a mixture of people, and you don't know you don't know who's for you, who's against you. Of, of course, yeah, we could clap when the choir's up there, you know, singing and everything and all that. But then after church, everybody get together and talk about, they find out who's dating who, who's talking to that person. and Exactly. Yeah, you, you want to go to church and, you know, basically build a relationship with God. And then after that, you know, feel you come out of church feeling good and go home. You know, you don't got time to, after church ends, everybody want to meet in the hall and everything, talk, talk about stuff you know, other things that's going on in their life and everything involves you in it. So then they look at you a certain type of way. And you know what, you said, and I'm glad, I'm glad that you said what you said, and, and it speaks true to exactly what I think people are talking about. But just like in any family, there's a head, right? So there's a head, and whatever this head is doing, it filters down to the rest of the family. So in this head of this church that you used to go to, the head has got a lot of drama. Right, so when you right. said long, there's already drama. We all know because we know about the drama. Now, he may preach right. a mean sermon, but we know more about the drama than we know the sermon. So if the drama is True. at the head, then it's filtering down. So that's why when people get out, they, they are gossiping. They're doing everything the Bible says don't do. They're gossiping. They're they, they scheming. they 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 making plans to hook up. They're doing all this crazy stuff because the head ain't right. And I think that any time right. you go and the head ain't right, we got to evaluate where we're going. Because there's good people in the church. There's good people that think like, I mean, it's like-minded people. If you want to go because you are led by the Spirit, there's other people that are led by the Spirit too. People that are led by the Spirit need to get connected at some point. But if you're not getting connected, I think that we're only using the church for for a certain portion, and maybe get the Bible word and leave, and we're missing the big picture, I believe. So sometimes I think it's time then to say, this church ain't for me. I got to run, because these people get crazy. Mm-hmm. And Mr. Host, Mr. Host. Yeah. Um, can I drop a monkey wrench? Please do. And we're talking about gossiping, about, you know, church things and everything, and just on the heels of what you just said and what the other brother just said. And tying it back to the topic, am I my pastor's keeper? And what I mean by that, fellas, is that when there is gossiping, you know, going on about this, about that, um, about the pastor's marriage or, you know, and am I my pastor's keeper, especially if I know that the gossip is not true, do I just let the gossipers gossip and, and congregate after service, like the brother said, and just do the talk? And, you know, in some instances, you know, they're absolutely uh, true and verified cases that what they're talking about, um, they don't have all the details, but, I mean, it's pretty close to the truth. But on the flip side, fellas, when somebody's talking bad about your pastor, I mean, are are you your pastor's keeper? You know, to, it depends, to, to right? Say, hey, oh, go ahead, go ahead. No, I'm just saying it depends. Uh, uh, in one in one instance, if if the person is talking bad about the pastor, it's it's kind of 
you know, if a pastor is not doing something right, it has to be spoken about because you don't want anybody to be misled to think that that is right because the pastor is doing it. On another note, it's it now if you if you just want to gossip, it's the difference between trying to get right and just trying to gossip because you ain't got nothing else to talk about. If the pastor is and and again, brother, you know, new birth, you know, thumbs up, whatever. I don't know nothing about it, but the only thing we know about is the drama. But if the pastor is sleeping with this Tom, Dick, and Harry, or Rick, Dick, and Sam, we have to let other people know that that's not right. We can't turn a blind eye to it and say, you know, hey, you know, the uh, 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 pastor ain't doing nothing. People just hating on him. No, if he's doing something, and if we're going, if we're going to follow the word, we have to judge the person that's in the church because it can cause others to stray. So in that case, if the pastor is doing something that's going to cause people to stray, it should be talked about. So the next step is to talk him out of that position so we can have somebody else continue on preaching so the church won't dismantle totally. And now you got a lot of strays trying to find their way, and you got a lot of the other half of people just saying, hey, that's why I don't go to church and I'm going to stop going to church because you don't want people to be like that. But I, but I think I think we're using two different words in two different ways. What they mean talked about is gossip with no power, with no action. What they That's why I said it depends. Right. So I think what you're talking about is disgust with action to come. Because but some you know, people I, some people don't talk about they they pastor no matter what he do, and he they know he's sleeping with five different women that, in the front porch. That is true, but, you know, I used to also go to uh, New Birth. I left in 05. Was it 05? Mm-hmm. Yeah, 05. And I was part of the uh, counseling team there. So oh, my, thing, my thing is this, and this was way before the actual incident. My thing is this. Not saying my way is right, but, but again, because I got exposed to Bushido, I understand Christianity better for me. So my my thinking is this. When you run into a, a, a situation, a leader, or anything, even at work, where you start to find no value in why you attend, I think you don't fight the leadership. I think you mention it. I think if if there's people ready to move, you can move on, on that. But I don't think you fight the leadership. I think your first goal, and this goes back again to what Stan was saying, is to yourself and your self-preservation. I don't want to be exposed to your demons and what you got going on. Mm-hmm. And I want to try to save the church because the church is not my salvation. The word is. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. I, I don't know, you know, and it kind of leads me to the question seriously for you guys is, where do we value the word and our own soul over the group that is the church? I don't, I mean, because I hear so many times people are willing to sacrifice, fight, and do all this stuff at church, but then they argue in the parking lot or mm-hmm. in my Behind the scenes, you say you want to do X, Y, Z, and I get the behind the scenes to help, 
and that ain't really where your heart is at. Mm-hmm. And 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 that's good words. And that's why a lot of people say there are people that say, you know what, I'm not going because there's too much drama, there's too much hypocrisy. It's just, I'm not going. You know what I mean? And then you have like 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 and. The reason why I said is sometimes you got to find a different church. And I'm going to give you a classic example. Darren said when he goes to church and then he invites people over his house and they see him eating pork or having a drink, they judge him. Yeah. <laughs> wrong church. That's the wrong church. Yeah. Yeah, that's the wrong folks. That's that holy. You can't be two people. And that's yeah. making you yeah. be two people. So you fighting against your own spirit because now you got to be two people. You got to be yeah, you got to yeah. be fake half the time and real at your own house. The way you are right. at your own house is the way you should be in that church. Agreed. I'm not saying I'm not saying crack a forty while you're in church, but don't <laughs> act like you, you know, <laughs> but don't act like it's beneath you either. You follow what I'm saying? I mean, if there's a you know. You can't be two different people just because of the sake of going to a church. If these people that you worship, I mean, fellowship with, come to your house, and you've got to act different, it's time for you to fellowship with some different people. That's just my, my, my take. Either fellowship with different people or that it might possibly be that what you're doing might be inappropriate. So just depends. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you're right. You're right. Self-evaluation. <laughs> that, that, it, you know, because he's right. You may just be doing something that's just, you know. And that's Not my point. That, that is my point, fellas, is that kind of like what we do here. Iron sharpers iron. Now, you Bible thumpers can, you know, point out where that. I don't know where it is. I know it's somewhere in the Bible. But the whole point is that we can get into frivolous debates about what we should do and what we shouldn't do. But to the brother's point, what if you surround yourself with those same brothers you go to church with and there's some correction there. Like, no, you shouldn't be cracking that 40 every night when you get home. You know, that's, isn't that what you want? You know, versus mm-hmm. somebody else who's your brother. He was like, man, you got the 40s ready? I'm going to be over there after work, you know. And, and, and we're going to go to the bar. We're going to hang out. And you're going to avoid your family. Whereas your Christian brother wouldn't do that to you. Say, man, you need to go home. We're not meeting at the bar. I'll catch you, you know, another time or whatever. So this this is my struggle here is that you don't want to deal with the church folks, but at the same time, there's some level of uh, accountability. That, sure. Are, are we avoiding accountability on, 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 some, on some level? Rodney, you know, I expect you to understand until you lose a marriage to a church. Wrong church. I, I, so I, I believe I can't, the wrong church. Seahawk, just like you can't expect people to understand your friendship with your female friend. <laughs> you, I, I get it. I get you get it. some other people on the call that have lost an actual marriage to a church involvement, and not just one church, T-Hawk, because you keep saying wrong church. I'm talking about five different churches. Um, so then the uh, I, I don't, you know, y'all talking, you talking, Rodney, but uh, when I go to church, I'm going to church for me. I'm not going to church to help nobody else. Mm, my goodness. That's my I'm going I'm going to church for me. 
because I need that relationship with God. I'm not That's going the there to that look for I'm not going there to look for anybody to say, hey, you know, I think maybe I could talk to him and help him out or anything like that. I'm there because I need help. But let me let me ask you, let me ask you, bro. Let me ask you. Now, let me finish. I need help to the point to where when I come in there, I need to be focused on me and God. I don't need to be thinking about what somebody else is dealing with. No, I got to ask. I well, 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 before you ask, let me just let, let me just champion this this part of what he said, because the Christian brothers, they don't never answer this question. Isn't the whole point for your spirit, for your soul? It, I, 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 maybe some people view it as selfish, but you got to fix you before you can help other folks. And so I, I just see nope. this whole need nope. to. I, I don't know. Go ahead and explain. I'm 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 hold so on, confused on this point. Listen, 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 listen. Sometimes helping other folks fixes you. Mm. I have mm. experience. Yeah, no, no, that is true. I have experience. Y'all might get that tomorrow, but sometimes fixing <laughs> other folks fixes you. So when you're sitting there and you know you get the word and then you roll out and leave, it's just like the Bible says. Now, Andy, it's not Bible study. But just like the Bible says, when the person is standing in the middle of the church and he's praising and yelling and screaming and praising so everybody can watch and see how holy he is, that's the only blessing that they get at that point. That's your blessing right there. Your blessing is to be seen. You feel what I'm saying? So your blessing has to be something that it's got to be – you've got to be able to spread it. You've got to be able to share it. You've got to be able to spread it. You've got to get in it. And I understand what Ike is saying because he's been burnt. Mm-hmm. Right, but there's a certain element to the church other than just getting the word. I believe it is, and that's I, what I was going to say. Is that the, the the fact of the matter is that it's nobody on here that would say that I can't help a fellow brother. Yeah, it's nobody that would say that. Everybody would say that the brother is walking a path that is, I would say, righteous. You know, he's been divorced and he's been through that, but at the same time, he has a healthy marriage today. And no one would, would disagree with me and say that this brother can't help a fellow brother in the church. Well, what do you mean by help? As far as his marriage. Meaning? Or, or, or just, you know, in general, just being a man. I mean, I, I don't know. It's, it's, it's different avenues, whereas that's, that's closed off. He's closed that off to the brothers that are sitting around him in the pews at his church because of his past experiences. I respect that. But at the same time is that, like T-Hawk just said, is that the brother can help other brothers. He absolutely can help, but he chooses not to because of past experiences. And those other brothers, Mike, is just a little word of encouragement from him or a little you know, uh, piece of knowledge or wisdom that he's closed off, that he's, he, he's restricted from sharing with them because of past experiences that I can't relate to, and I understand, I respect that. But at the same time, it's like, like Tony said, it's like you, you can get the word, yes. I mean, that's what we're all there for, but don't just go get the word and rush out and jump in your car and don't, you know. It's, uh, it's people there that, that you know, can, okay. as they say, you're blessed to be a blessing, you know, can, can I, I be, build right, your testimony. I got to take the glove, I'm going to give them an example. I'm going to give you an okay. example, Classy. 
and I'm, because you said how. Now, let's just say Ike is in his church, and there's a marriage ministry going on. Now, we know that the marriage ministry is after hours. It ain't going on through time of service. It's after hours. It may be a different day during the week or maybe after mm-hmm. church service. Mm-hmm. Ike shows up, marriage ministry. they talking about relationships in the church. Ike tells his story. Mm-hmm. A couple of people said, wow, man, that happened to me. I'm going through that right now. Well, brother, tell me what I can do. By sharing that story in that church, in that marriage ministry, he's going to bless folks. The people who are just aimlessly walking around looking for answers and they don't have it. Church is a hospital for sinners. People go to hospitals for what? To get well. Yeah. yeah. You see what I'm okay. saying? They go to get well. So I understand what, what, you know, we're going to get the word, but the word is just a little small piece of it. When you can reach out to those people that are like-minded like you, that have information to give you that will get you to the next day or maybe the next week, that's a beautiful thing. Ike's got a lot okay. of information to get. He gives up a lot of information on his call. Okay. I'm going to pitch it to you, class. I just want to make one quick statement, tying back to what Tony just said. And the fact of the matter is there's more than one doctor in that hospital. The pastor ain't mm-hmm. the only doctor. He ain't the only surgeon in the building that, you know, everybody has to go through him. So go ahead. Class. Okay. I'm, 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 I'm going to make it a little funny so that way I take the edge off. So tell me. <laughs> yeah. So tell me. You, you, you heard what they just said, right? So my question to you, Tony, yes. if what they said is true, why isn't there a book in most churches about who works where? And who's available for who if it's about help? Why isn't there a job board when Susan in the church knows that they're hiring at, at her job? Sure. Why, why, why isn't there oh, oh, that, that spirit of help? And, and I'm being facetious on purpose. And then if it's all about help, why isn't most churches don't have any type of mail program or any place for the mail? It's always the children's ministry, the marriage, the, the, the. Why, if it's the spirit of help, why aren't those things present, Tony? Uh, uh, my, our church has a men's, men's ministry, mm-hmm. so, and we have a children's ministry. No, I, have, I, 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 I know your church too. I'm just saying most don't. Yeah, I mean, well, see, and again, that goes back to what I'm saying. It's not every church that you're going to walk into is the end-all, be-all church. There's something that you right. don't walk into. Those people are crazy. And you've got to know this ain't the place for me because they can't help me. And just mm-hmm. again, you may, go into the, you may go into the wrong hospital. Some people say if you're sick, don't go, don't go to PG Hospital. If you're sick, don't go to Walter Reed. You might die. You feel what I'm saying? So there's certain places you've got to know, wait a minute. You know, I need to go to John Hopkins because they got something for what, I, for what I'm dealing with. And I believe that we need to find the right place to be. And that's our due diligence. You see what I'm saying? So, again, it may be the wrong place, but there may be the right place as well. You just got to figure out which one it is that's going to work for you. And yeah, also, here's the thing. Uh, and here's the thing. Here's the thing is that you may be in a place to help somebody else. It may now, be all right this for stuff you. y'all bringing up are great points, <laughs> but I got my own uh, marriage ministry every Tuesday night on married men talk. <laughs> Say that. Hold on, uh, hold on, hold on, hold on. I, I so, uh, 
I wasn't going to take it there, but you just took it there. Yeah, you and know I'm going to take it there. That's why I'm on the call. But I'm glad <laughs> you took it there. But you got to remember, married men don't talk was birthed by three men going to the same church. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> three men that fellowship in the same church and said, hey, you know what? We're going to get this conference call going. We're going to get this radio show going. Three men at the same church that didn't say, I'm out of here at 1 o'clock. Pew. No, mm. we stood around. We put the chairs up. We said, hey, you know what? Here's an idea. Let's find a way to build it and make it work. And now people are being blessed behind it. So it, this speaks to the point that we're making. Hey, let me add yeah. one more point. Let me add one more point. Speaks to the point I'll make, too. Let me, yeah. let me add this last point. Yeah. It was a guy that told me a couple of weeks ago that he can't not learn anything. He cannot learn anything. From a gay man. That dude called me back the very next day and said, I cannot believe how much I learned from a gay man. And that he heard that gay man and he learned from that gay man on this show. Mm. So we, we, we can go beyond and say, this people can't help me. That people or that person can't help me. But you never know who can help you or can't who who can't help you because you you don't know what you're going to be faced with tomorrow. You don't know if that that gay person or that gay daughter can be your 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 son or your daughter. You don't know if that that man needs help that 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 was going through a divorce because his wife you know messed around on him and and uh, and and he don't know how to deal with that. And he comes here and he says, well, nobody, nobody don't know what I went through. So the bottom line is you come to a place, and this is the place for you to come to, but at the same time, don't ever say, how can somebody help you, or nobody can't help me, or can't, I don't see what I can learn from this or that, because you can learn from everywhere. A rock can teach you a lot of stuff. Mm. Good words. Anybody else? Yeah, and I just don't want to. I just want to reiterate your point, Tony. Is that you know what 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 year did you meet me? Like how many years ago was that? Two thousand eight. Something like that. Something yeah. Like, something like that. Right? So, yeah, and we didn't we didn't meet at Walmart or the barber shop or the car wash. We met at church. Yep. I probably drove by y'all. I was standing out there in the parking lot talking. <laughs> But the whole point is that when Tony came up to me, it wasn't like, eh, mm, he might gossip about the pastor. He might be all up in my business. I don't really want to open the door to a potential friendship. I was like, sure, what y'all doing? And I ain't know Tony from Adam other than seeing him. You know, I, I didn't really know him like that. I mean, I dap him up, stuff like that, but I didn't know him like that. So it was really like, a cold meeting, I mean, a, a cold call, as they say in sales. And I was like, sure, I mean, it is what it is. But my only point to that is that had I been like you, Ike, you wouldn't be on here tonight. Wow. <laughs> That's why. Wow. <laughs> That's why God wow. told me to keep driving and he had y'all to go on and keep talking. <laughs> what he was and look, doing. And look, and listen, listen. Woulda, coulda, shoulda, but I am on the call tonight. So here we right. are. And we, and we love you for it. But I will say, and you know, a lot of times people talk about 
things, they quote Bible scripture, they say these politically correct answers. And when I first started going to church, I wasn't a church person. You know what I mean? I had to go out and say, okay, well, I know that I, I was getting married to my wife now, and we were like, okay, we got to find a church home. And then we got convicted at a, at, a, at a, we went to my uncle's funeral, and there were some things that were said in the funeral that we didn't understand. She was like, wait a minute, these words are too big. We don't get it. We don't know anything about this Bible. We need to go and find out. So me and my wife collectively went to seek a church. So we went to find a church, and then we found the church that, you know, that we go to. Um, to make a long story short, I've never been in a situation where people would come up to me with welcoming arms, right? Because I was from, you know, New York, and everybody was cold. You know, the workplaces that I worked at, everybody was cold. You had to warm up to get to know these people. But at church, they were like, hey, come on in, you know. And then I would learn the stories, like people like Rodney, of how they lived their life with minimal damage. What I mean by that is he didn't make too many mistakes like I did. So I was impressed by that. And that's how I would look at Rodney from a distance because he was actually, you know, working with teens. And he was dedicated. He did it every week. And I was like, yo, this guy. There's something about this cat, but I, didn't, I couldn't put my finger on it. But anyway, to make a long story short, I was in a situation where people treated me like I had never been treated before with genuine respect and compassion. And when they asked me, man, how are you? How was your week? They really meant it because they would go into detail. Well, how's the job going? And what's going on? And last time I talked to you, and they were talking about detail, not just how are you doing and keep it moving. You see what I'm saying? So to me, it was a new experience, but it was enlightening at the same time because I was like, wait a minute, these people really do want to know how I'm doing. Anyway, to make a long story short, so when I went to Rodney, I had the opportunity to say, okay, look, I got this thing, and I need some help. Right? He didn't say, uh, let me check with my wife. Uh, I don't know. Let me check with the pastor. Uh, may not work for me. He said, brother, what you need, I got you. And that was it. There was no arguing. There was no convincing. There was no nothing. He didn't know. I said, man, it's just a little conference call. We're going to get on the phone with some married guys, and we're going to talk about every Tuesday night. He was like, I'm in. Let's do it. And that's the dynamic, I believe, of going and fellowshipping with other people. There's things that you may need where you don't know where to go find it at, but you might find it in that church. And I, got, I found a lot in a, that church. Go ahead. I got a question on that. Um, what you what you said made a lot of sense. Um, it's just like people like you guys, for say, if they have like a lot of like you guys in the church, I think church would be a better place. But at the same time, you got people, I say, like him, for example, that come there that's been hurt, been through a lot of stuff, and they don't have nobody to open up and show them, you know, show them that love, what you say, a God they love, or and show them mm-hmm. another side of life. You see what I'm saying? Sure. Instead mm-hmm. of the, the, the life that they see on the outside all the time when they go to work and when they go to different places, like, okay, I don't try, this, what's this person up to? If they say hey to me, what do they want? You see exactly. what I'm saying? All right. You see what I'm saying? And and that that's what I see what you guys are saying. And it takes for a person like me, for example, at Newburgh. Newburgh was like that. It's like, hey, you walk in there, they'd be like, hey, how you doing? And we'll give you down. The usher show you a seat and say, hey, you know, 
I'm glad you came and everything. I mean, a lot of people are not used to that kind of environment. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, and then especially if they see it, they'll probably be shocked. Like, what's going on? Is this a, something going on? Is it a scam or something? <laughs> I just want my money. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you're right. You're right. Listen, you, listen. Yeah. You're 100% correct. And guess what? I got lucky. Mm-hmm. And, and because mm-hmm. I was vulnerable. When I went in there, I obviously had issues from my past. So I was, I'm getting in there. I'm like, man, these people did me up in this joint? And what I've done? Yeah. I just got divorced. You know what I mean? I'd have been running women. I, oh, I've done it all. And I'm up in here, and these people accepted me. I just got lucky because I could have been you taking for bad. You know what I'm saying? Because it was so good. It was like paradise. It was like, man, this is great. But I could have been taken for bad had it been the wrong place. Yeah, and I'll, 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 and that was a good point. And um, I'll just say that the dynamic of this show, what we do here, it doesn't matter your background. And mm-hmm. I'll give, I'll give Ike. I hope he's still there. Ike, you still there? Yeah, I'm on. Uh, you know, I'll give Ike some credit because how, how did we meet, Ike? Uh, we're neighbors. Correct. And yeah, you came over and asked me to dial into this show. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Well, I said I ain't dialing to no show. My marriage is perfect. <laughs> no, you didn't. Screw you that said dude. The same thing. You said the same thing that I told Tony in the church. I said, "What you need, I'll be there," and I, and I was there. Right, Tony? It wasn't yep. no hesitation. It wasn't no, uh, you know, let me check with the why. It was none of that. And the same thing with you when I met you on the block. I stopped, I shook your hand, said, welcome to the neighborhood, brother. Got something for you. And you was like, I'll be there. And you were there, and that was, you know, because it, it was many years ago. I don't even know when you moved in or whatever. But the same thing happened. And here's the thing, you know, going back to the brother's point, is that I don't discriminate with what we do here. I don't say, well, you know, the guy at Target – I don't really know. Um, you know, if if I you know if I engage in a conversation with you, you know, I say, hey, we got something for you, and you know, it is what it is. But you know, the thing about it is that you responded the same way that I responded, but it was in a different format. And it goes back to the topic is that I feel that I've been married. I just celebrated 15 years of marriage this year, and um, my marriage is very healthy, but I still got issues. My wife got issues. So I need help. Y'all keep me. You, 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 y'all are my brothers, you know. And, and the whole point about it is that, you know, that's what we need. We need more men to admit that you cannot do it alone. Find somewhere to get plugged in, whether it's a men's ministry at church or what we do here on the Married Men Don't Talk Show. Because the bottom line is that we are our brother's keeper. And even Tony, you know, touched on something without just quick in my mind. I actually forgot that I was teaching his daughter. But for an hour on Wednesday nights, I was his daughter's keeper. He turned his daughter over to me. Mm-hmm. You know, before before this, you know, he would just come pick her up at the door. You know, I mean, so before this show, I was I was his daughter daughter's keeper for that one hour of uh you know, team ministry or whatever it was I was doing at that time, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but, I mean, the same, you know, the example is the same is that, again, we don't discriminate here. It doesn't matter your background. You know, it's it, come one, come all. 
You know, we all mm-hmm. need help. We all are brothers, Kiva. That's the whole point of this thing. You know, we got to be accountable to each other, and that's why we're here. And we, we say it all the time is that a lot of times I don't want to be on here on Tuesday nights. <laughs> Some nights I'll be tired, and I want to go to bed. I had a long work day today. I'm where I'm, you know, my schedule has changed. I have three little children. I want to go to bed. I want to relax. I want to watch TV. But at the same time, I've been blessed. I'm, I can help somebody. My marriage is, is healthy. I can help somebody, even if it's just a little bit. I feel that, you know, it's worth my time. It's valuable time that I'm investing back to the people where, you know, I, I am my brother's keeper. I have to, you know, I have to give back. So this is my way of giving back. One way, at least. Yeah, Rodney, the, you know, it's funny when you mentioned am I my pastor's keeper. For some reason, that kind of struck a nerve with me because, uh, you know, I do see people that uh, let their relationship with their pastor or let what they think their their pastor feels um, almost dictate, you know, how they treat their spouse or how they act in, uh, in their relationship. And so, yeah, I would certainly caution people against that because, you know, it uh, – it, it, it drives me insane it almost to you know when i'm when i when I do go to church and every single thing that's out of uh you know that comes out of uh you know an individual's mouth first is well pastor said this a pastor said that a pastor's oh. gonna do this i mean they a pastor that a pastor this, and it's like they're treating the pastor as if he is God. And you know i i couldn't you know i definitely i couldn't have married um you know a woman who look who um who act like that? I couldn't be friends with uh, you know with someone you know who was like that because uh, you know I think that can do you know irreparable irreparable damage you know to um, to your relationship. So that's something you you got to be cognizant of, and you know, and I think you know to your to the brother's point, there are a lot of churches out there that uh, are um, you know that that you have to be really really um, you know uh, weary of uh, while you're there. However, you know, while, um, you know, I'm happy that I go to a church where, you know, I have been able to meet a lot of friends. You know, I wouldn't have, uh, you know, if if I couldn't establish good relationships with people that I, um, uh, you know, that, that I go to church with, I mean, you know, there's a number of people I know that wouldn't have been employed. You know, I wouldn't have gotten, uh, I wouldn't have married the, uh, you know, the woman that I'm with now. Um, you know, there's, you know, there's, there's people I know whose, whose lives were saved, you know, because of relationships. Um, you know, from people that they, um, you know, established with at church. So, you know, I just say, you know, I, I certainly respect, you know, the way the brother feels now, but, you know, I, I pray that, uh, you know, he either feels differently about his church or, you know, one day can join a church where, you know, he doesn't have to, you know, go in with, you know, with that frame of mind. And let me mm-hmm. say this to you, man, and good words, and I'm going to say this to you. And I, and I firmly believe after what you just said, and I believe this even before you said this, but even now, if you were in a room with a hundred people smoking weed, you would convert half of them over Christ, and you wouldn't smoke no weed with them. That's what I believe. No, I but you said that. earlier, when you said earlier, yeah, I don't know if I'm gonna smoke weed. You wouldn't smoke. You wouldn't smoke weed with not one of them. You would explain to them, okay, this ain't right, and this this is here's an alternative, and you would stay in there and get your point across, but you would not get high with one of them. Hmm. That's what I work. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, is that it? Twelve o'clock open mic. Hmm. Need some more. 
I know Classic got something. Classic, give us something. Take us, take us on home with this uh, In My My Brother's Keeper. Uh, you know what? I, I'm, I'm actually been been in learning mode uh, the past few you know? <laughs> I'm, I'm sitting here listening, trying to absorb, trying to meditate on what I'm hearing. You know, that's, that, that's, that's what I do now, man. When I go to these B2R shows, I listen to folks and I actually see what applies, what don't apply a week later, what applies, what don't apply. So, you know, the only way I can keep it on topic is to say that the whole brother's keeper measure, I think that's what's killing this whole black community concept. I actually think black community is dead, but the whole black community's concept, the brothers not sticking together, not keeping each other, is what's killing everything. Uh, I was telling somebody today, um, Chicago, with all this violence, shows that 92% of the black male teens are unemployed. So with that type of stat, whether you believe in stats or not, no wonder Cats is out doing wrong. And it's because every other group pulls their young people up. Sisters pull up young sisters. Black males just don't. Black males are more concerned with females than they are with uh, other males. When you look at how Obama came with his uh, initiative to help black boys, it was 200 black men that wrote in and said, but what about the girls? So are we our brother's keeper? I, I don't, I, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm hoping it's in the spiritual community because, you know, I just look at black males, I just look at males giving up on other males, and I think it's getting worse and worse every year. The males are more petite, and the women are more huge and big. So I, I'm confused. Mm-hmm. Yeah, good words. Good words. I wanted to, uh, my, that last one, you got me with that, but that's something to ponder as far as the uh, sizes of the genders. But while it's open mic, this is uh, Gerard from North Carolina talking, but the U.S. African Leaders Summit that's going on with you brothers in D.C., and I was thinking about that when you said some of our traditions and some of our things are being lost, and the rites of passage first came to mind, and especially in the midst of this U.S. African Leaders Summit. Are uh, any of you all, since you're all in the DMV area. Is anybody uh, participating in any of the uh, activities? Nope. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. And, I, and I was thinking two uh, thoughts came to me. I know, uh, Ron, I think you went to Bowie, right? But even from the HBCUs, I was just looking at uh, my dad and I, we were talking about this. I was looking at MSNBC last night, one of the shows, and they brought a white brother on as an expert on Africa. And, um, you know, as long as we can get it done, I hear that. But it just bothered me that with 100-plus HBCUs and one on this rare and historic occasion that all of the heads of states from the motherland pretty much are in town, what kind of welcome is happening from the black community? Because that's... And it's, that's interrelated to the challenges in Chicago and D.C. and all over with the Brothers Keepers part. 
And I'm like, are we our brother's keeper, even when we can't even be our brother's welcomer from the motherland? <laughs> yeah, but I, I'll say, you know, with the summit, how often do they have this summit? Do you know, brother? This is the first time in American history that all African heads of states have come to America, specifically for Africa, not not just for shaking hands for inauguration and a congratulation, but specifically for Africa. There's going to be a, a little bit over a trillion dollars total in aggregate contracts and things. It's mainly economic education and uh, security. But, but, but to, you know, to me, to, to me, and why I ask that question is, um, and I'll let you get in class, because, I mean, to me it's a crop. And why I say that is because the stuff in Chicago or wherever, you're not going to fix with a meeting in D.C. for a few days in a conference. It's about the day-to-day. So, you know, it's to me it's tired for this, you know, this, all this pomp, pomp and circumstance because at the conclusion of the meeting, we're still going to have issues. And lest we not wait until the next summit or the next conference next year and all the pomp and circumstance and all the black Mercedes and executive sedans and all, it's garbage to me because this, is, this stuff is day-to-day. Like, I got issues day-to-day. I can't wait until next year when the next conference rolls around. So I understand. I'm not, I'm not totally disparaging the event, but at the same time, it, it, it's, it's, not, it's not as helpful as, the day-to-day stuff, the, the week-to-week stuff where sitting around and talking and having catered lunches and this and staying in swank hotels, please. It, it's about the day-to-day stuff where people need help today. Go ahead. I hate you, but, oh, go ahead. Somebody else want to respond before I come in? No, go ahead. Well, but see, the thing about it is, We've seen too much in history where we let processes divide us oh, and all that. But, again, is, is anybody – So I know most of y'all at home now. Can, if y'all go to whitehouse.gov, um, you know what, this number that we call in on, does it have a text? Does, does it, can it receive text? I can just text the link. Yeah, you can just text no. it to me. I mean, you can just text it to me. You got my number. Okay. But I mean, you, I mean, you mentioned process. It's too much process. This stuff is basic. Like the brother said, it's 92% unemployment. Those people need jobs. Yeah, they need to be a process, but I mean, it's, it's, we need to. But here's, what, here's what I'm getting at, though. Have we mm-hmm. looked at the agenda? Have we looked at the agenda yet? To me, the, I mean, to me, the agenda is optics. That's just my opinion. It's nothing, it's nothing much going to come out of it. It's still going to have the same problems once the black sedans pull off and they fly back to wherever they came from. It's going to have the same that, issue. We can say the same thing with church every Sunday, but I'm saying we got to start. But this occasion is what I'm getting at is, you know, you don't know how I feel about the, the natives in D.C. with the Congressional Black Caucus every year. Because, man, I get, I get reinvigorated to come home and get stuff done where I'm at. But all the kids there is about the parties on the creek critique. But I'm just saying, let's look at it at first. That's all I'm asking. And you, you know what? I do agree on the let's look at it. And uh, you said it's whitehouse.gov. And uh, what's what's the rest of it? I'll, I'll, I'll check it out. Uh, I just Why texted Rodney. I just sent it on there. Um, but it's got um, 
So whitehouse.gov forward slash sites, S-I-T-E-S. Uh, I got it. Forward slash. Oh, you got it, Rodney? Yeah, no, no, I'm I'm just, just, just yeah. tell me the 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 the, the title uh, of of what it is. What's the title? I just I just forward you, you, class. Okay, I, 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 I'll check it out when I get it. Okay, um, U.S. U.S. Africa Leaders Summit. Okay, Africa Leaders Summit. Okay, here's now, here, now, here's this, the thing. now this is just one, but y'all have over eighty different events that are complimented because I'm on guard because even though the Chamber of Commerce is because they really embraced this. And um, but because that's what got me on call. But I was looking at how China came in with the infrastructure and this, the classes I'm mm-hmm. taking out and getting the certification in global logistics. Oh, that's but, what's up. I, I appreciate, it, but it's but, and even supply chain management. And two things. The second thing that I wanted to kind of speak on. I was in Walmart with my dad earlier, and. I was one morning. I was this is in the town where my stepmom is in South, South Boston, Virginia. But I noticed one morning I went in there. It was just a line was long in sporting goods. But found out what it is is they were getting 22 uh, um, caliber ammunition for guns, and nationwide is a shortage in the ammunition because of with the survivalists and all the other type stuff. And I was like on one side and said, you know what, since Bubba going to be doing this. Let me buy the stock. Let me see who the suppliers are. So I was looking right now in Remington. I asked him all this, but it tripped me out because I was saying, what is it that's creating all this? And he's like, well, actually Obama is a white guy. He's a Marine. He's a Marine vet. I'm an Army vet. So I acted in different thought. I just wanted him to elaborate. But by the time he said, well, it's indirectly to do with Obama, I said, Obama doesn't set supply and demand for ammunition. Well, I think he's having uh, companies to restrain. I said, he's not going to tell CEOs to restrain ammunition. So where were you getting that? That's not even economic. Well, you know what? Let, let, let me let me butt in and, and say this about white folks, because I'm a Republican. Nobody really knows that. But yeah, well, I'm unaffiliated. I, I'm, I'm, I find it funny when I talk to white folks, because they deal so much in fear. Everything yeah. they're scared of. They're scared of a lot of stuff. And it's like the the on the sitting by the Red River, and and, and you're like, and you're like, where is this purple unicorn? It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli. I guess. Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.